This weekend our collective heads Wanna put an old rumor to bed Stereotype that you've all heard How we're all just angry video game nerds Most of us have actual jobs Kids and families and cats and dogs, yeah This weekend our collective heads This weekend our collective heads Welcome to This Week in Our Collective Heads. I'm Patrick, I'm joined by Kevin, as always. He's over here now. Um, he's always over there. Uh, joined by Kevin. We're talking about E3, and you're over here. I don't know why I keep looking over there. This is really screwing me up. Sorry, I have a new new setup, and it's messing me messing me over. Uh, <laughs> Kevin, by the magic of the interwebs, is over on this side, even though we're not in the same state. Uh, we're talking about uh, E3 and what led up to E3. Uh, we wanted to kind of section this out, and we will be talking about E3 uh, in a separate... Uh, YouTube video, same podcast, so we'll all be lumped together because you podcast listeners don't mind listening to us ramble. Um, so starting out, uh, we didn't have backwards compatible, and I think that uh, either I missed it or I th maybe Xbox was just trying to be really quiet and and let E3 happen. Well, the last thing they did for backwards compatibility was um, LA Noir and Midnight Club and yep. I think San Andreas. GTA yeah. like they're, they're they have reached a point where they've got most of the big ones out there and so oh, yeah, I agree that's fine but there's plenty plenty of news including one of my favorite things that I heard about yeah uh, we have a release date for code vein code yeah. vein is coming out 927 and I, I I already started the countdown on my phone and everything like I, I am <laughs> ready for this game you're, you're so excited about that. I, I am too. Um, there's a lot of games coming out. I mean, <clears throat> it's a it's a time as as adults, as gamers who are adults. I'm now at the point now where I have to look at games and go, this is amazing. Am I going to have time to play it? Code, Code Vein. <laughs> I think I'm I'm going to have to spend. I'm going to have to carve out some time. Shadow of the Tomb Raider is coming out. Um, Red Dead Redemption Two is coming out. <laughs> there is so much great stuff coming out before Christmas. Um, yeah, I, and, it's, and it's wonderful. Slight, slight spoilers for later. Mm -hmm. February twenty second, yeah. when everything comes out, we've got <laughs> we've got three massive titles coming out. Uh, we have Anthem. Mm -hmm. We have um, uh, oh, what's the other one? Division two. We have Anthem, Division two, mm -hmm. and Days Gone. Yeah, all coming out on the same day, and then <sighs> allegedly. Um, allegedly mm -hmm. kingdom hearts 3 is going to be out about three weeks before that so like just like make all the money you can yeah. until september and then try to live off it for the next six months yeah because, basically oh my goodness all, all my money is going to be gone um yeah. speaking of that uh coming up right around the corner july 3rd release date for red faction guerrilla warfare this is my favorite red faction game um it's and now it may be a final fantasy situation because it was my first red faction game yeah. but i but the openness of this game and being able to go up and uh and destroy anything there um I, I did find it funny. I, I, again, we're spoiling stuff, but talking about Rust 2, uh, they said, any vehicle you see, you can drive. And I'm thinking, I could do that in Red Faction because they were like, I took everything. Um, yeah. And, and I, I also, my, mm -hmm. one of my favorite things to do in Red Faction Gorilla, and if you haven't played it, this is just kind of an example of what you can do. Sure. Okay, so I went up, you know, floor by floor, and I was trying to clear out enemies. And then I was like, wait a minute. 
I can just destroy this building. And I took a sledgehammer to the four posts holding the building up and the whole building like falls, rocks, collapses, yep. kills everyone. Yep. And I was like, problem solved. Yep. Mine, and uh, that it, it's, it's so creative. Mine, uh, mine is similar because it does involve blowing up a building that way. And, uh, and I hate even saying this because doing it, I felt so horrible. Um, but I essentially, um, what was, uh, I can't remember who, who it was that did it, but the first, the first attack of the World Trade Centers in the 90s was done mm -hmm. with, the, uh, with the van. Yeah. So I essentially did that. I took a truck and I put propane tanks in the truck, which is really hard to do the right way because they move around mm -hmm. as you drive. And then yeah. I drove into a facility and I put the, put, the, uh, put the vehicle right up against uh, one of their um, buildings because I didn't have a one that I could drive into that wasn't like a warehouse. And yeah. then, I, uh, then I remote detonated it. Yeah, and it it's, was, it's it was also insane. it's also funny because like after you play this game for a little bit, and I promise we'll move on to actual new games, plenty of news. <laughs> is that after you play this game for a yeah. couple of hours, when you're out driving around, you start to analyze <laughs> the structural integrity of buildings around you, and you're like, hmm, how would I take this bridge down if I had a bunch of explosives? Basically, basically, it's, just, it's just, just from a, from, a, from a hypothetical uh, intellectual perspective not a uh, not an actual that's completely it um yes. on, on to more news because we do have to kind of go through this kind of stuff relatively yes. quick uh square enix uh shut down the go series which mm -hmm. i'm okay with i liked a lot of the things that they did but i feel like yeah. um kind of like when a, when a when a tv series ends or a book series ends yeah. and some people are sad but i can look at it and say you know what they accomplished what they needed to accomplish. They did uh, a lot of great things, and I don't think that uh, this isn't one of those situations where they're uh, they're shutting down a studio. They're just saying, yeah. "Hey, we're done with this series. Our, you know, we can work on other things." Um, it was it was a cool concept, and the, yeah. and for those of you who are into turn-based strategy, how to do this, like it was a really fun set of puzzles. But between. Mm -hmm. uh, there were two Tomb Raider ones, one Hitman one, and one Deus Ex Machina. Like, there's there's a lot of content out there if it's something that you enjoy. Agreed. And it's okay to move on instead of turning it into Angry Birds. How many different versions of this game can we sell you on? So Thank you. Yes. That's how that's how I see it, and I I feel like they went out on top with just this solid mobile and and portable uh, offering. I've so, loved it. I've loved it. Um, speaking of speaking of things and moving on, uh, the game that no one will ever move on from is Tetris, <laughs> and yes. I, I think that depending on how you look at it, Tetris is still either the or one of the top selling games of all time because it's been on every yeah. single platform ever, yeah. um, and uh, because and because of that, I guess PlayStation VR decided, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna come out with a new game, the the new te Tetris Effect, uh, yes. which is which is. Uh, from uh, from the creator of Res, it looks amazing, but at the um, same time, and luminous. Oh, luminous, luminous yeah. makes perfect perfect sense now. Um, yeah. it, it looks visually stunning. It looks great. Now, have you looked at any of the gameplay on this other than this this the teaser trailer? Do we know anything about the gameplay here? Uh, Is it just Tetris with amazing effects? Because that's okay not, too. Yeah, not a whole lot, but uh, but it does it does. It does look like it's going to have some some interesting things that that we're going to cover and yeah. um and like different game modes and things like that that's cool that's cool um so uh no segue whatsoever 
hard full stop into Steam apparently decided, you know what, we're just going to let you put whatever on here as long as you're not breaking the law because we're tired of policing you. Um, horrible, horrible, horrible thing. And I could go on a huge tirade about this. You've heard me talk about it. One of the best people to listen to about that because it's very succinct uh, reasoning is listening to Jim Sterling in regards to his, uh, his videos on when it comes to Steam and when it comes to policing it. Whether or not you like the guy or not, his, his videos on this have been excellent because the asset flipping that has been going on there or I don't know how about a, a game that's on Steam right now that lets you simulate an AIDS outbreak or a game that uh, is a school shooting simulator or mass shooting simulator um, how are these okay I mean to me since censorship's one thing but some at some point you have to go okay can we draw a line like Steam, yeah. Steam took okay. out the Tetris. You, I don't know if you saw this, the the slave boat game. Did you see that? Yeah. The one that you pack in slaves like Tetris. Yeah. Yeah, they took that out because they're like, hey, that's that's completely horrible and disgusting, and you're mm -hmm. bad people. Yeah. Um, but now they're basically saying, as long as you're not breaking the law, yeah. do whatever you want. Yep. And um, the. Basically, you just said everything that I have to say on the topic, except I would not put Jim Sterling into the succinct category. Okay. The man goes on for a while. He goes but, on for a while, yes. But at the, but at the end of it, I, I, I feel I have a better understanding of, of the different sides, and I, I appreciate sure. that. Sure. Jim Sterling does great work. Go, go check does. him out, and definitely for this particular topic. It's worth a listen. Yeah, asset flipping, uh, if you're not familiar with it, basically is people will go get grab free assets. They will make a demo with free software, make a demo, go through a tutorial of like how you can make a video game, and they'll take what they made and they'll sell it to you for a dollar. Yeah. It's like you didn't do anything. You literally... Yeah, you, there's you, a, there's can, a, you can do that in an afternoon. Yeah, there's a company that uh, that sued him famously for ten or fifteen million dollars for, uh, mm -hmm. and they, they they being one guy came out with eighteen games in two years. Yeah, because he's just he was just asset flipping the whole time, even, not even removing watermarks on Getty Image stuff too. I mean, <laughs> that's technically illegal. Anyways, and, and on <laughs> all, all of that's going all of that's going to be out. But you know what else is going to be out? What's that? September 4th, Forsaken is the next Destiny 2 expansion. And um, I don't know anything about the lore of Destiny, <laughs> but um, I, I I didn't know there were dragons. There are dragons apparently. The the, I, the trailer the trailer that I saw for, for like gameplay and stuff looked really amazing and epic. Yeah. And I, I, I appreciate that they, they keep going bigger and bolder and better. Mm -hmm. And so for for Destiny 2 players, this is going to be their first big expansion since launch. So I'm interested in seeing um, what lessons they learned from launch and what it is that they're bringing now into the game. Yeah. Now, if there was a lull in the amount of games coming out, then I may look at this and say, hey, I'll jump back in and check it out for you guys. I'm sorry. I can't. <laughs> There's way too much going on here. There's way too many games coming out that I think that, one, I want to enjoy myself, and two, uh, there's games that I think that a lot of people want to hear about, so I'm going to be doing that instead. Um, yeah. I won't be, even though I'm really tempted, I'm not going to go back to Fallout, even though I'm really tempted to do it, but at that time I may be in the Fallout beta. I'm still trying to figure that out. By the way, the Fallout, uh, spo spoilers for, for E3-ish, but this is pre-E3. We got this uh, announced pre-E3, Fallout 76. Um, 
uh, was announced by uh, Bethesda, and later on, uh, the, or there were rumors about what it what it really was, and it is going to be an online game. We'll talk about it more later. But there's a Power Armor edition that was available for pre-order. That's a two hundred dollar uh, edition with the and normally yes, special editions. This is pricey. It has the map. It has like the the helmet and uh, the game with everything and everything, and you guaranteed to be in beta. Sold out and in less than two hours. It's a wearable helmet. Because mm -hmm. I remember when the, when the Halo 3 one launched, and they're like, hey, you it's get not. a Master Chief helmet, and you get it, and it's like this big. Yeah. You that's, why that. I bought my, that's why I bought my Thanos uh, glove that I have, because it's yeah. wearable, and yeah. it, I can put it up, like, it's on my, above my fridge, actually. Um, but the, the Power Armor helmet, I thought this would be really cool. I may or may not wear it, but I thought that'd mm -hmm. be cool. And my idea was, I will wait and see if I if the if the beta is good, then I'll then I will go all in and I will give them two hundred dollars. Uh, but those are those are pre-orders are sold out. I don't know if they're going to be available at launch. I may sweet talk GameStop uh, two hundred dollars for that, but you get guaranteed into the beta if you pre-order that. Yes. If you pre-order the regular, you're not guaranteed. Yep. So that's, that's how games work now. That's how games work now. I'm I'm waiting to hear about the beta, but we'll talk more about that later. Uh, basically, what I'm saying is I'm not going to have time for Destiny. I'm sorry. We will tell you about it as yes. as uh, stuff comes out. Let us know, by the way, if you are playing Destiny two and if you like it, because I got to a point where I got really um, I lost momentum. I lost momentum and interest. Let me know if it does get better, uh, because right now I'm kind of putting that on the back burner because Anthem kind of seems like it's going to take that place. Yeah, <laughs> we'll talk um, more about that later. Speaking yeah. of games that people like dedicate themselves to, mm -hmm. and and if there's if there's some, somebody that's playing like one game primarily, yeah, Destiny is definitely one of those games. It's kind of one of those you schedule your life around this game. Yeah, yeah. And you another World one, of Warcraft now. It's and another one is Overwatch. Yep. And Overwatch is beginning its third year. Um, they're they're doing a lot of social features and endorsements where you're able to not only give like player of the game or, or props like that, but you can actually uh, promote players who do well and say this guy was a good team player, which I think is a really positive step because before what they had was you can say oh this person's awful I don't want to play with them anymore, yeah. but there was no way to say to give props to give. Yeah. Um, a claim to yeah. somebody who did really well, somebody who brought the team together, whatever they did. And so being able to to pass those on is a really cool thing. Um, they're also changing Symmetra in some pretty significant ways. Not going to go into them here, but like she is much more offensive and viable. Okay. And and I, I really I really like where they're going with it. I'm definitely going to jump back in and check that out. Plus, there's a Symmetra outfit that I really want. Yay. Um, what I really want, and I didn't 100% know that I really wanted it until like, the more that I see it, the more that I want it, is uh, Days Gone. Mm -hmm. um, it, it looks, I don't know, the more, the more I watch it, the more it intrigues me. I think the openness uh, in, in everything that we've seen of it, I'd like to know, mm -hmm. I'd like to dive in deep when I have more time, because this week has been crazy uh, with E3. Uh, but uh, Days Gone is releasing February 22nd, as, as we mentioned earlier. Uh, mm -hmm. Very happy about that, um, because it's finally coming out. I think, I can't remember if we officially uh, predicted it, but I think you and I talked and uh, earlier this year, and I thought it was going to come out by the end of the year. But, oh well. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll check the notes on that. <laughs> uh, we do get uh, Hitman 2, though. And I'm, uh, yes, we do. I, I like that. Um, Hitman 2 is going to have I'm, multiple. Mm -hmm. 
I'm especially yeah. excited about this because um, IO Interactive took back the rights from Square after that. After Square was not happy with the launch, and we were concerned about how would this little studio without full funding yeah. be able to to do this big project. And this is a fairly quick turnaround for a company that didn't have the financial banking of a massive publisher like Square. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what they're able to do in this world. Yeah, I agree. Um, I thought uh, what I played of Hitman was, was good. Um, mm -hmm. uh, it was better than the, some of the previous ones. This looks like it's even better than that. It looks like yeah. they're improving on what they did with the Hitman, the first Hitman. I haven't looked to see um, if they're doing a similar seasons model like they were doing in the last one. I hope that they don't, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, either way, you're gonna get multiple protagonists with this. Uh, it has co-op as well. Uh, and uh, that, demo that to me is like a blast. Yeah, co-op in that is really cool. And it is, when is the release date on that? Is that November? Uh, Hitman, we don't have a release date on. Okay, sorry. The demo's November. Right. Right, sorry. My bad. Demo, demo November. Uh, release date to come later on. Uh, completely fine with that because uh, as a single-player-ish version, I think demos allow them to, to collect data and figure out um, you know things that are happening. They can also see from the player community um, you know, in, in a way that QA testing will not be able to do. I think you and I talked about this when it came to I think when Fallout 4 came out the first day, there were so there were so many played hours that was more QA than they could yeah. than they can do in like five years. It's just it's it's massive. Um, mm -hmm. So I think these demos are a really um, good way to do that too. Slight correction: the game is actually coming out November 13th, ah, but it will also have a demo that is available either now or soon. Somewhere. So that's that's something that uh, okay. that you should keep your eyes open for. But yes, the the actual release date is november 13th and okay. I, i'll be i'll be fact checking anything i can as i go because okay. so much news lots of details um, uh, so this yes. is going to go in my category of maybe black friday deal because there's so many things going on that that may maybe fits in that uh last year uh amazon and best buy and some were doing like uh all these brand new titles for like 27 dollars or 30 dollars it was mm -hmm. insane um, so there are some titles that I'm going to wait for. There's one that I'm not, and that's Red Dead. But the others, the others, I may wait. And I know the studios may hate me for doing that. Uh, but we we got so many things going on here that I'm going to budget and maybe maybe hit that later. Huh? Hit it? Yep. Hit it? Huh? Got it. <laughs> so Avalanche and Nemesis. Uh, Avalanche was purchased, and and they they have gotten rearranged uh, but basically they're doing generation zero and this is the first time we've seen another studio besides uh obsidian working with wb on the on the lord of the rings stuff i'm, yeah. I'm sorry the shadow of mordor stuff um that has a nemesis system basically you're going up against ai and you're you're fighting against the robots they're coming to take over the world whatever mm -hmm. but like if you if you knock a a mech down mm -hmm. then it's helper mechs will come and find it and rebuild it and you might have to fight it again later which makes a lot more sense than when you uh you know chop the dude's arm off and kicked him off a cliff and then he came back like five minutes later yeah it, it, it makes more sense in the world but what what's really exciting is they will have uh weaknesses or strengths like if you if you knocked out their legs they come back and they have like these super armored legs and like they they have fewer weak points and it's I, very I, I'm really yeah yeah and i'm yeah. really really looking forward to seeing 
what another developer uh, does with the Nemesis system because it's, I am too. it is a phenomenal system that adds mm -hmm. so much variety to gameplay. And I'm yeah. looking forward to seeing what they do with that. Yeah, I pitched um, I, I pitched on the show before, but my what I would love to do with it, if I had my own studio and I could do whatever I want, mm -hmm. would be to do a superhero game if, if I could get like a Batman uh, license for it throw the nemesis system in there because batman is infamous for creating his own villains and i yep. think that i think that certain accidents instead of them not only coming back and remembering which mm -hmm. is cool but them gaining powers or or if not a power but like you know maybe a gadget or something right whatever it is that enhances them and then you now have to f take down this other villain so this this umbrella, if you will, of, uh, of amazing uh, supervillains, which is all dynamic. That was my idea. It's been my idea. So if you take it, you got to pay me. Yes. On to Insomniac, uh, who's yeah. coming out with a new VR title, uh, Stormland, which I completely missed in all of the, the stuff. Yes. Uh, Stormland is kind of a, a sci-fi type ship shooty thing. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's VR. I don't have a VR system, so I kind of tuned out for a minute. Um, but that is a thing that's coming this fall. Yeah. And that's, that's uh, really all the information we have on it right now. Yeah. And uh, what's coming out, not in the fall, but next year, uh, is uh, Twin Mirrors from the team at Don't Nod. Uh, Don't Nod's the, the creators of uh, Life is Strange. And mm -hmm. um, I mean, it's we don't know a lot about it yet. It's a psychological thriller. Um, it looks very, um, to me, it looks like a kind of like, kind of dark, kind of like Alan Wake, maybe without the, the quirkiness. We'll have to see obviously what's, what's going to happen later. But, uh, again, I, I, like, I like the initial story set up. You, you wake up, yeah. you're, you don't remember anything, how you got there whatever. And there's blood everywhere. Yeah. A great, a great opening. Great Never opening. These guys are great at, uh, at storytelling, uh, at uh, world building, and I'm really excited to see that. Um, we'll talk more about them later on, uh, or if you're watching on YouTube, go check out the E3 video. Uh, we'll talk more about Don't Nod uh, in that. Uh, either way, I think it's cool, it's interesting, and I like that the studio's doing something uh, that's not Don't Nod, um, and expanding a little bit and in stretching those those storytelling um, abilities and, and, and muscles. It's really refreshing. Yeah. And then, uh, okay, so brief history on this. Um, in 2006, I want to say, mm -hmm. I, I got tickets to, to like an indie film festival and, and we went through and we saw like probably 10 different short films by different uh, by different studios, and one of those films was an animated feature that was about um, robots as gangsters. It was hilarious. I'll, 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 if I can if I can find that video, I'll put it down in the comments because it was it was wonderful. Cool. And and I was like, dude, who did this? And at the very end, there, there's a little logo pops up, and it's a little red guy, and it said Bad Robot Pictures. And I was like, I want to watch those guys. And so I've kind of kept an eye out for, for Bad Robot Productions ever since then. Oh. And J.J. Um, J. J. Abrams got connected with them after a little while. Mm -hmm. And so this has been his production company for a bit. And um, they recently announced they're creating Bad Robot Games. And I am super excited about that because their, their animation skills are absolutely stellar and the the creativity and the the world building that they do without any words i love it when you can have a scene 
and yeah. with no words you just understand what's going on they're mm -hmm. really good at that and yeah. so to put that into a game whatever kind of game it is mm -hmm. with jj abrams you know truckloads of money behind it i feel really good about this so i this is this is not an announcement about anything that's coming out soon or next year yeah it's way down the line but for those of you who are interested in in finding finding a development team when they're young and watching what they progress watching how they do that um i encourage you to check out bad robot games because they are going places and they're going to give us some amazing games yeah. once they get up and rolling i'm curious what direction they're going to take in regards to storytelling because mm -hmm. film film it's well obviously linear um but mm -hmm. film ha has certain criteria it meets it has certain constraints that it meets uh, and um and limitations where video games are so much more open we talk about different genres we don't talk about even just genres of like of tone and, and atmosphere and story we're talking about genres of how you play the game so yeah. uh, as that expands I'm, I'm curious to see how they'll how they'll stretch their creative muscles in that um and i'm excited about it either way uh they've got enough backing so yeah and and one other thing that that kind of brings we'll close off on a positive note about this one thing that's been really neat is to see how video games as a medium have evolved especially in the yeah. past two or three years mm -hmm. and there there are things that would not have been considered air quotes games sure you know five years ago and now it's like we we're getting so many different experiences like that's that's what it is there there are games there are experiences and there are mishmashes between the two yes and I think the bad robot games could you know they might have a game in their in their repertoire but they might just give us an incredible experience that we get to to go through and and enjoy that way yeah but either way i i have a lot of respect for their creative process and i'm looking forward to seeing what they do next exactly so that's, and we'll tell that, you what they're doing next next time or just keep listening to the podcast because we're going to keep going talking about e3 E3 was this weekend, and slash the beginning of the week, however you want to cut it. Technically, E3 begins on a Monday, but that's not how we do it here. Uh, we had we had drops right before E3, and then during E3, we talked about the lead-up uh, in our previous video. Um, but I want to talk about the different conferences and how we felt about them as quick as possible, because... Oh, there's a lot. Um, there's so much stuff. So much. We're going to try to uh, structure this a little bit for, for everyone uh, by conference. Uh, some of this bleeds through a little bit, but I think that'll be an easier way to kind of to, 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 to just take this in and then you can digest it later or digest it with us because that just sounds mm -hmm. mm, yummy. Let's start out with we're EA. These, we're going to do these chronologically. Yes. So start with EA. Yeah. Uh, EA, which, uh, by, and by the way, we did make predictions. We'll talk about that later on. I'll try because otherwise it'll take way too much time. Uh, starting out with EA, we got Battlefield Five uh, and more details on Battlefield Five. Um, a lot of interesting things in regards to the story and them saying we're going to do this different. Um, I'm going to get it wrong, but is it is it Finland? Is that where the stories? Uh, Finland or Norway? One of the okay, I, th I thought it was Finland. Um, is where the story like the story is going to be revolve around that, so it's not your stereotypical uh, Merkin going to help and stuff. Yeah. Uh, it 
they said that they wanted to put an emphasis on untold stories and like one of some of the scenes that they have not spoiling anything but um several of the cutscenes that they showed were focused on interacting as civilians yeah and that's that's one of the things that that frequently doesn't get covered because Mm -hmm. there's there's the big uh power fantasy of i'm killing everything and saving the world but it's also important um from from a a and empathy standpoint yes. to remember how much wars cost and it's not yeah. just the cost of bullets or even human lives yeah. but just the way that it can devastate a country and so I'm, I'm really fascinated in those vignettes I, I agree um, slightly less fascinated in Battle Royale but uh, I did want to <laughs> I have in the notes here that from the beginning of EA press conferences mm-hmm. to the first mention of Battle Royale was yeah. 6 minutes and 12 seconds <laughs> does not surprise me at all um battle royale is the thing that's what everybody's trying to, to get their hands on everyone is going to try to be the next battle royale because mm-hmm. the, they because they're seeing the player base is going there they're seeing that people are so many people are playing there they want a piece of that action um and we will talk more about that later because there's so many battle royale games uh or well, I could just meander about it, but basically everyone wants a piece of that pie. Uh, Fortnite took over PUBG. PUBG's uh, coming out. We'll talk, we'll talk about that a little bit as well, but PUBG will be coming out later on officially. Fortnite still hasn't really officially launched either. Um, so uh, it's just it's it's a it's a massive grab for players because the players will give them cash. Yeah. Uh, I am happy that uh, by the way, no loot boxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they didn't say no microtransactions, but they said no loot boxes. Um, so I think who what it, who was it that said no loot boxes, no microtransactions? Somebody said I th- that. I thought that was them. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Someone someone said no loot boxes, no microtrans. Uh, may- there was someone who said no loot boxes, and if you buy anything in the game, you know exactly what you're getting, and it's not yeah, game breaking. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't that wasn't yeah. them though. It was somebody else. Okay. No, but yeah, either way. But moving uh, on to the games that have no Battle Royale mode, uh, Unravel 2, yes. which I'm excited about because the girls and I played it, but it, it tended to be that they would play until they got stuck. I would take over, hand it back to them. They would play until mm-hmm. they got stuck. I would take over, play that part for them. Sure. Because the, the platforming did get arduous at times. Sure. Uh, so Unravel 2 is is consistent two player you can you can technically play it by yourself by like switching between the two characters or whatever but it is clearly designed to be a couch co-op game that you work and you conquer together and i'm so excited about that because there's there's a lot of games that you know they'll they'll give you co-op they'll give you you know two player cooperative whatever but it's clear that that's not where the game is meant to be then you've got games like like ibn ab and it unraveled two, and I know there's another one that came to Switch. I can't remember what it is now, but like it's designed on the two on two people putting their heads together, figuring out something out while they sit on the couch and laugh and probably yeah. die a lot. And I mean, this one having Yarny and I don't know what the other one's named is, but um, basically two yarn individuals that are bound together, literally. Uh, literally. Uh, and you're going through these puzzles. I also really liked if you're doing it single player, the the pickup as they called it, which really mm-hmm. what it was. It wasn't really a pickup. Your yarn just wraps around each other, so that way you mm-hmm. are one entity. I really liked that because it didn't change the gameplay. You could just run around and go through something quick and not have to worry about moving two players or 
uh, or, or what have you. I'm, I'm excited about it. I, I loved what they did with Unraveled, and I think that this is uh, really great. I wish that they had called it something like Unraveled or Unraveling, but it's okay. Or Unraveled 2. Undone. Uh, but either way, I think it's going to be good. It's going to be a good game. Um, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. On to something that I got very confused about. Sea of Solitude. Um, I, I, I will say... Now we've it? reached the contentious part of our EA press conference review. Take it I away. Will, I will be very brief and say um, the presentation was my problem with this. Mm-hmm. I did not have a problem with the individual. I did not have a problem with the game. Um, these press conferences are this is I, I keep telling people this is the Super Bowl if you're not used to gaming this is it this is the moment for your company or whoever to shine um, the uh, presentation was uh, a little over three minutes of, of discussion about um, when you're sad and you're depressed you become a monster and <laughs> uh, and such and such and it was about th- three minutes while we got to see a boat in in a dock basically a static image and it was it well and well the 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 weather changed and that was it then when she was done discussing they showed a a brief teaser for the game and it looks really interesting i don't know really how the gameplay is going to work but i liked the visuals it did intrigue me once that was done this is a great example of of a show don't tell uh if she had talked a little bit about that and shown some um uh, some artwork that uh discussed uh, concepts that she was talking about and how they're relating it, that would have been great. Uh, I just think the, the the presentation on this, it was uh, it was just sloppy. Um, I know this is like their first foray out uh, as, as a big, uh, as an indie that's now under EA's wing. I just felt like the presentation was off. Either way, I'm, I'm excited to see what this game is like in regards to gameplay. Uh, I just thought that it was just, it was just a big fumble. Uh, in regards to uh, uh, actually presenting your your product. Uh, And then the next fumble happened, um, which I was very confused about. Well, what? Okay, so you're jumping in Command and Conquer? Yeah. Okay, briefly. Hmm. Sea of Solitude, uh, I agree completely that that the the section of her talking went on too long. Yeah. However, for me, being able to to understand the connection mm-hmm. between her and the creation that she had made, the, sure. the story that she was trying to tell, the mm-hmm. her her own personal struggle yeah. that is reflected into this game. Because like if she had said, "Hey, this is a game about loneliness. Here's some here's some gameplay." Oh, then no, I, would have said, I didn't want that. I didn't okay, want that. okay. What what I'm saying is there there are two ends to the spectrum. There's there's that, and then there's tell you everything about how we got here yeah and i think that she went a little bit too far to tell us everything but for me it before i even saw the character on screen it helped me to connect with her on an emotional level and the fact that it ea um before had had just been going you know bullet by bullet and it was just a really fast thing and so giving them a bit of time to slow the whole thing down and allow me to process it i think actually worked really well and you and i both plan to play sea of solitude yeah i am more excited about sea of solitude because of her presentation afterwards reflecting on it i am as well in the moment, in the moment, I thought it was it. I didn't understand what was going on. Similar to the similarly to the PlayStation one, which we will be discussing. In the moment, that's what I was doing, and I was yelling at the camera. 
afterwards, I understood what they were getting at, but the way that they did it was wrong. Um, but it killed I, the flow. It killed the flow, in my opinion. I think it didn't help that it took her about 45 seconds to collect herself before <laughs> then meandering for three over three minutes um, uh, to discuss it. Um, but yeah, in all, reflecting on it, I'm curious. I'm intrigued. I'm curious to see how she's going to develop this uh, because she's like the the creator uh, of the of the the game. So I'm I'm yeah. curious about that. I'm I'm very I'm interested in it in hindsight. Uh, in the moment, thought it was horrible. This, but the <laughs> but next is Command and Conquer, and which, I still feel the same way is, about it. There is no contention here. We agree completely on all the points we're about to make. It was wonderful. I was no no. Um, First of all, first of all, let's talk about this. The people who presented it were some guy, I don't know who it was, and some other guy, I don't know who I was, who yeah. called himself a professional shadow caster. Shoutcaster. The hell's a shoutcaster? Shoutcaster is is the people who do, it's it's esports play-by-play. -play. They call themselves shoutcaster. He's stupid. Yes. That's, yes. that you have color commentary, yells. you have technical commentary. This is just like professional wrestling or NBA or anything else. You have commentators who watch the thing and they tell you what's going on. So I guess shoutcasters just that shout is, it? That is true. But typically when when you're in the esports, because of the high level of, of interaction and because everything moves so quickly, I mean hockey is one of the most exciting sports there is that moves so fast. But even with that there there are opportunities for you to sit back and kind of review and there's timeouts and things like that sure. and in in video games mm -hmm. with the exception of the first 12 seconds of league of legends mm -hmm. after that everything is just constant to the wall action sure. and so the the fact that they are frequently yelling and getting so excited and so into it has led to the term shoutcaster and so, so shoutcaster is a title slash job slash what he is so is jim ross from wwe would he be considered a shoutcaster i would say so i mean i guess if you're going to call it that it's a subcategory of commentating i thought he was a shadow caster shadow casters are when you watch Rocky a movie Marvel. exactly like when you perform <laughs> it while the movie's going on and i was like oh good on this guy for being like hey i love rocky horror or the room or whatever it is um anyways Two guys came out. They said, we're going to have a mobile competition of a mobile strategy game, and here's how the strategy game works. And they had two people that neither one of us knew who it was either go out yep. and play the game. People I, in the I comments did, I did didn't like, know. Uh, one, one, of their, one of their handles was Nick at Night. Nick at His Night. His name was Nicholas. I thought that was awesome. So that was, that was him for that name. That was kind of um, cute, like with his name being Nick. But then they played the game. When, and when, when, they were, when they were bringing them out, they yeah. said, and I, and I wrote this down, because I was amazed at it. Um, the the shoutcaster bringing out one of the guys said, um, competitive mobile gaming phenomenon. And I was like, oh God, okay. That's yeah, that's not a thing. Nope, <laughs> Just it's not a thing go, at all. Go send mobile back into their corner. And then I didn't time this part, but I think it was around five, six, seven minutes of the actual game, which I would describe as StarCraft or Command and Conquer. If you were, if your base was right next to your um, your opponent, because in the screen you you don't move around. You can see your base, you can see their base, and you have you have points. You have uh, 
contention points you have to you grab or whatever and yeah. then they nuked each other a couple times and then they won and then we found out oh this is command and conquer that's how they presented it yeah. they didn't tell me guess what we have new command and conquer and we're gonna try we're you know we're command and conquer for the new whatever they didn't even do that you had some random okay. people come out how do much a game. more upset would you have been if they had I wouldn't have been that upset. But... I, I would have been. I would have been upset because Command and Conquer is is a phenomenal series, mm -hmm. and this is this is not that. Okay, let me put it this way: uh, spoilers for something I'll talk about for Bethesda. If they had done that, and they said this is Command and Conquer, we're so excited about the new Command and Conquer and the direction we are moving forward. If they had okay. said that, yes, because they didn't say this is this is it they said this is there this is command and conquer rivals it's almost like an offshoot i'm okay with that we'll talk about how to do it better okay with bethesda which i need to i, I think todd howard should wear that t-shirt better with bethesda i think that'd be great <laughs> anyway um we okay so one thing briefly to to cover unravel 2 and sea of solitude are both part of ea's originals mm -hmm which means that they, they fund the studio to make the game, and then when they get paid back, there, there is no interest, they have no royalties. They, they fund these games simply to get these games out. Mm -hmm. And so if you have problems with EA, if you don't like EA's policies, whatever, do not let that deter you from buying the indie games that they're picking Correct. up. Because EA is, EA is making no money off of these. They are... Right there. They understand their PR position, and they are looking to to fix that. They are looking to bring another perspective into mm -hmm. gaming. Yeah. And with that, they also said that they had uh, been a part of a play to give uh, over the last couple of weekends. And so basically anybody who was playing their competitive games online was slowly building up a, a, a stack. And, you know, whenever you hit however many hours played, it got to the next level, to the next level. And they were able to give three million dollars to three separate charities yeah. in the area, and I, I thought that that was a tremendous VR move. Mm -hmm. My skeptical side says, "Ah, you're doing this for the PR." However, that's three million dollars that are going yeah. to help people. They they are doing genuine good, and I, as much smack as we talk about EA, I also want to give credit where credits due, and I think that this was an excellent uh, move. No, I agree. Do you know what foundation they gave that to? I don't recall. I think it okay. had something to do with like kids. Okay, I'll, I'll look at it later. That see this. That's where I, my uh, you talk about skeptical side. It's not skeptical, but it, I give to charities based on the percentage of my money that goes to the people yeah. that are actually in need. For instance, Susan G. Coleman. It's less than ten cents. Yeah, that that one's bad. Um, yeah. I know, I know that at least two of them were focused on anti-bullying. I did see a lot of that. I was very happy for that because because there's so much negativity, and with the with the anonymity of the internet and the anonymity of gamer tags, there's a lot of horrible things said. Um, I, I would say there's horrible things said to everyone, really horrible things said to women and minorities that I don't think are you. They're they're definitely not okay but i don't think that people would say if they were face to face with someone the majority of people wouldn't with the anonymity of gamer tags they can call them all kinds of names and say horrible things about you know this that's a you know uh did you put the xbox in the kitchen or something like that like i've heard 
horrible things like that. So I'm really glad uh, that 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 is that these types of organizations are there. By the way, I didn't see this in the notes. Thought I'd talk about it very briefly. Uh, we did have a crazy small uh, name drop of the new Star Wars game that's being worked on. There's multiple Star Wars games being worked on, but this is but uh, I. This You're is right. at, That's uh, not in the notes. It's not in the notes. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen uh, Fallen Order, yeah. which uh, will take place just after after Episode Three. Around that, um, I did which find was this apparently really confusing. Very confusing to to. Uh, uh, I think that you know, uh, love Andrea. I think that she was very excited about being there. Uh, she's a very positive person. I think she was trying to. To be very upbeat, and that's part of her personality. And I well, think and that it, it, it needs to bring in everybody. Uh, everybody needs to know. But basically, it was it was. I'm I'm making fun of of uh, the way that this was set up because I don't. Correct. Andrew Renee herself would not have said this, but um, basically he said during a very dark time in in the the canon storyline where the yeah. Jedi are being hunted. And she said, oh, so which movies would that be between? And for those of you who are watching Patrick, uh, as soon as he said the Jedi are being hunted, and he goes, oh, okay, so it's between episodes three and four. And her next question is, so when would this happen? And Patrick leans forward and looks at the screen and goes, it's between episodes three and four. And that was that was pretty entertaining to watch. And then his, his, his reaction for this particular show was, yeah. was pretty entertaining. Well. It, it didn't it didn't get better when the, she then said oh so it's a really exciting time no and it's a was tragic like, time it's... when everything is falling apart all the younglings okay yeah. all the younglings kid i mean because we're we're talking about the jedi order we're talking about you know it, anyone because yeah you see the younglings it's the, it's the whole meme thing now about the little kids but padawans you know i mean we're talking about little kids all the way up to teenagers and then obviously the jedi uh that are that are adults at that point um all just being massacred and that yeah. everyone everyone who died in line to hit to get to that person you know it's it's horrible I'm excited for the game, though. I just thought, again, really weird setup. Really I, weird setup. I really like the fact that it's going to be you. You will be playing a a quote unquote underdog, but sure. it's not the rebellion specifically because yeah. the rebellion has always been the underdog. That's kind of part of their appeal or whatever. But yeah. to to be playing to be playing a Jedi in a situation where you're not the biggest bamf in the room. Yep. I like that idea. Very cool. Very cool stuff. Um, and then the last thing that, that they did, which they spent a good amount of time talking about, which I, I was glad that they did, uh, is Anthem. It's a new Bioware third-person action shooter thingy. Um, think Destiny, it's, it's but in third-person. Destiny, yeah. It's Destiny in third-person. Uh, it, it is a hero third-person shooter uh that's really the big difference here. I mean, you have powers, you have different subclasses, uh, you have uh, ways you're advancing yourself, but instead of being uh, uh, a, a person with armor or whatever, you're basically in different versions of Iron Man suits. Yep. Very cool. Uh, I, I'm intrigued about what, where this is going. Um, this is something that I looked at and said, I'm, I'm interested, uh, this looks really great. But it's going to consume a lot of time. This you have to, de you're going to dedicate your time to, um, and you're going to hear me say that a few times during this uh, during this video and podcast. Um, I don't know if I'm going to have time for it, 
but mm -hmm. it looks it looks great. It looks like they're they're doing a really great job in regards to balancing, in regards to making you feel just amazing. But also, there's PvP and raids and all kinds of cool stuff, and giant walkers. And I like it. Yep. I like it. Yeah. So that was the EA press conference. Yep. So let us know if if we missed anything. I think we got the big ones, and and we're not doing every single game that comes through. Yeah. Uh, I think that would just be just us reading a random list of games. We're trying to find the ones that look interesting, and if other ones turn out to be interesting later, we'll tell you about those too. But for now, we're we're just trying to do the highlights because there was so much news that came out. Exactly. So we'll move from EA now on to Microsoft. Yes. Who opened with the most anticipated IP return since, um, I don't know, the McRib? Probably. Shamrock Shake, McRib. Battletoads! Battletoads was cool. Team. This was yeah, a rumor, um, uh, and I, I, I think Pete was wearing this shirt for Battletoads two years ago when they yeah. did a Microsoft presentation, and everyone lost it and said, Battletoads is coming back? And uh, and yes, Battletoads is coming back next year. You'll be able to play Battletoads three-player, not four, three-player, because four is Ninja Turtles, three is Battletoads. Uh, <laughs> I was obviously I was, completely obviously, different. yeah, uh, happy about it. Uh, I think that I'm hoping that in my wish list that it will be very challenging, but there will be modes that are easier or ways to play it that are easier because Battletoads is one of the hardest games. And I'm hoping that I'm hoping this isn't another Cuphead, because Cuphead is wonderful, but it it isn't enough to get anyone but the hardcore players. And I'm yeah. hoping this gets more people than that. Um, but Xbox announced they had 50 game premieres. Okay, so some of these were console premiere exclusives, or console launch exclusives, meaning the game comes out first on Xbox, then will go elsewhere. There were some um, brand new uh, games that were never before released. So basically every 60 to 70 seconds you heard world premiere. Like every single, like just, just over and over or, or uh, you know, world console launch premiere. Like every minute, minute and a half. Yeah. And it, it didn't get like repetitive because it was, it was like I was on a roller coaster that never had, never let up. Um, it Honestly, was intense. This was my favorite conference. Yeah. I, I heard when most people I heard say it was their favorite conference um, and said, this is how you do a conference. It was an hour and 40 minutes, I think. Of really? Just, it was, it was something like that. Or now I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of something else. It was ridiculously long time uh, uh, for, for doing that. It was over an hour. I think maybe it was an hour and a half, but Lots of new games, lots of lots of new games, lots of games that are sequels and stuff. Uh, we'll just yeah. go through these as we go because there's so much to talk about. Uh, Devil May Cry Five, uh, which is coming out in spring 2019, and they they've kind of <laughs> they went out with DMC Four and they they had like here's the hip new guy, and now with Devil May Cry Five they're like hey, don't remember that guy. Never seen that, him before. That's not the hip new guy because I hate that guy's haircut. Right. They're they're going back to the previous Dante. So. Oh, yeah. Whichever guy was in this trailer, I thought he looked like a like a tool because it didn't look like the previous Dante. Anyways. Well, Dante is kind of a tool if you're okay. honest. 
But anyway, so so we're getting that spring 2019, yeah. and the game looks exciting. amazing. The graphics look amazing. Uh, the um, uh, the the mo uh, you're, and I, I'm going to talk about this about when it comes to other games as well. But the how far we've come when it comes to uh, like facial animation when it, when when people are are talking is yeah. just blowing my mind in a game that I didn't think would be really concentrating on that. Mm -hmm. There are some games that need to concentrate on that uh, that Bethesda needs to work on. Uh, but in regard, and I know Bethesda games are just massive. I understand the undertaking, but the the character modeling and the attitude from whoever the, the girl was in this that was talking was like it took me off, it like caught me off guard uh, in in regards to some of it. So. Um, I'm excited about it in regards to seeing how it goes. It's not necessarily my series. Uh, and I'm sorry, I apologize about notifications. Hopefully those will stop. Um, but then we got, uh, or this is not in exact order, I don't think. Uh, but, uh, God of War. Three. Gears. Gears of War. Why did I say that? Gears of War. I was thinking about someone else, but I was not saying it. Anyways, Gears of War. We got three Gears of War games. Mm -hmm. If you had told me they're gonna have three Gears of War games, I would have said, "How? Like yeah. exactly how is that gonna happen?" Um, actually, it looks like I'm getting an alert about storage. So give me just one second. Um, so while he's doing that, I'll I'll kind of run down the the Gears of War games. We have um, the next Gears of War is going to have a new protagonist, Kate. Um, she's she's been kind of in the shadows. She's been a part of the crew, but now she's she's stepping up. She's taking uh, taking lead. And uh, so we see her interacting a little bit with Marcus, and she she says, "Okay, this death means something to me. I'm gonna find out what's happening." Yeah, uh, kind of disobeying orders, and you know we expect our heroes to do that. Um, the second one was a, a Gears of War like chibi version, and it's like a it it, it has Pop. some kind of tie-in with Funko Pop. Yeah, so like Funko imagine Pops. Funko Pop plus Gears equals hilarity. <laughs> So yeah. that that looked like a lot of fun, and then the last one was basically an XCOM style game mm -hmm. where Gears of War was going to have you know a move by move, which makes perfect sense for a cover shooter because the thing that Gears of War has always done incredibly well is is the the switch between active combat and and hiding, finding mm -hmm. tactical places to be, moving one position at a time, things like that, and that is that is excellent for an XCOM style game. And so I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing how that plays out. And I believe they said, um, I don't have it in my notes, so I'll correct this in the comments if I'm wrong, but I believe Gears of War was actually the second one to be doing um, a, a Battle Royale. So I will check on that, but I think this is number two. Yeah, either way, lots of Battle Royale. Apologies, I should be good now. Um, there's been so much content going on that uh, that I have a solid state uh, hard drive and completely filled it up uh, with, I think it was two, over 200 gig of video from E3. So now we should be cleared up and we should be okay. Um, after the, the Gears of War stuff, which was surprising, um, but I'm, I'm glad when they first said had the Funko thing, I was really annoyed. Uh, when they had the other uh, XCOM-ish thing, I was not as annoyed, but I was really worried that they weren't going to give they weren't going to give us a real Gears of War, proper Gears of War game, and then they did. So yeah, happy about that. Um, speaking of that, okay, so confirmed, Gears of War uh, Five is going to have 
a uh, a battle royale mode. So there you go. That's two. I, that's two. More to come. Uh, then we got Halo Infinite, which yes, which works out really well for my prediction because I said it will not be Halo Six. You did, and, and I, I said Halo. I didn't say Infinite. Halo Six. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Infinite yeah. is not six, and I think that. Um, they, I don't know if they're going to go away from, from the numbers or if they're going to, um, if this well, is an offshoot. They've had, a, they've had a couple in the past that ODST have been like, like the Reach and, and ODST. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. so this is, this is not something entirely out of the ordinary. And it makes sense that after the way that, uh, in particular, the first, uh, the single player version of five was, was heavily maligned yeah. and it, it was really difficult, but they, they have confirmed that in Halo Infinite, you will have split screen multiplayer because they noticed that, Hey, guess what? People want to do that. You yeah, have always wanted to do yeah. that. The, the sales did not, they did not, the sales did not go the way they wanted them to go. It wasn't a dud, but they definitely did not sell as much as they wanted because of that. Uh, companies are doubling down on multiplayer, online multiplayer. Guess what? Online multiplayer is fun, but there are certain games that lend themselves very well and traditionally are played couch co-op, and Halo is one of them. Uh, ha happy about that. Uh, we also got uh, Just Cause 4, which... Yeah, we did. I'm happy about, but I the entire time I was thinking, you need to hook my attention with this game. And it looks good, but uh, I think Far Cry has been doing a really good job with this, where they're like, hey, we got a new Far Cry game. Here's the weird villain and weird stuff that you're gonna deal with. And I was yes. like, yeah. And Far and uh, Just Cause instead was like, okay, Just Cause 4 is coming out. We got tornadoes. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. it, to me, I'm. I, I, this is again going in my my. Uh, if it's on crazy sale for a for a Christmas thing, I will yeah. buy it. I'm not going to buy this at launch. I will see what happens with it uh, because the, as a sandbox, this game is great. This franchise is wonderful as a sandbox, but I got so many things going on right now. They did not we, hook we, me in regards to sandboxes. With lots of sandboxes, and they didn't hook me to say this is why this sandbox is cool is, is better, because I didn't understand the story and antagonist enough to be hooked. Where yeah. uh, Far Cry, every single as Far Cry three, four, and five have all uh, drawn my attention as saying like, here's yeah, this is the uh, yeah, this is the thing. This is why you should be excited about it. Yeah, this and, didn't do and, that. The, and the antagonists have also been really interesting. And in just caught in just cause four, it's just oh, there's a dictator somewhere being awful to his people. Like they they are caricatures rather than characters. Correct. And Correct. Far Cry does a really good job of blurring that line between caricatures and characters. Yeah. Because um, Pagan Men is a psycho. Yes. <laughs> but but you can also appreciate why he does what he does and, yeah. and a, a relatable understandable antagonist will hook me every time you have a antagonist move the story if you're able to bring in an antagonist that i can relate to yeah now, if you can do both awesome but nail the antagonist and and just cause four does not do that for yeah. me we got most coming out to it's we got most of that, but you're getting your uh, feed is um, your audio is getting chopped. Okay. Hope just I, we, 
it's it's enough it's enough that I think we got we got the gist of it though. Okay. It just apologies for the for the blip there. Uh, I'm not gonna have time to edit everything though. <laughs> All right, sorry. We also got Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, no gameplay, but uh, progress on how they're doing and that that game is still in development, and the world looks amazing. Very, it's it's pretty. It's um, very uh, Blade Runner, but even like Blade Runner and uh, what was the other um, that I'm thinking of? Ghost in the Shell, Ex Machina, like mash that all up. And that's how I felt watching this. Um, I'm still, uh, I think that they've hooked me in regards to their world. Now I'm curious to see uh, more about the game. And that's really what they wanted to do here. They teased it and said, hey, we're working on this. Look how cool this is. And I said, yes, that is cool. I like it. <laughs> so it worked. Succeeded. Yes. Um, so we also got, uh, sorry, we talked about uh, Dying Light 2 um, mm-hmm. uh, earlier. But Dying Light 2, no release date yet, but yeah, looks good. Uh, they talked a little bit more about, about the environment, uh, and they discussed, uh, I'm probably going to, I apologize if I mix this up. This is the one where they were talking about uh, the expanding uh, choices, right? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. So they were talking about like there's because dying lights, zombie-ish things, right? And there are people in there, and depending on what choices that you make, uh, is going to influence, uh, you know, like for instance, who's getting clean water or how the power grid works. Uh, right. Because- you're, you're you're kind of trying to rebuild a a safer area yes. for people. Yes. And so that you can kind of unite people and, and create a, a, a front against what happens in the night. And I like yeah. that idea. Yeah, I like it. Uh, it is very similar to uh, game design that I was, uh, design doc that I was working on a few years ago. Uh, and I'm, or sorry, a few years ago, 10 years ago at this point. Um, but it was a game, des- game doc that I was, that I was designing that was re- like, that I would wanted to pitch, but didn't have the skill set to do video games and to just say, Hey, I got a game idea. No, one's going to listen to you. Um, but that's okay. It's, it's, it's generic enough that it's not like you stole my idea. It's like, it's just in depth enough. Now we're, now we're where I wanted to be when I was going to pitch that game. Very cool. Very cool. I'm ready. I'm excited about it. I'm, I'm ready to watch and see what else is going on with this game. Um, they also showed a, a pretty good chunk of indies. Um, out of out of the ones that they showed, uh, one of the ones that jumped out at me was one called Tunic. And it's like kind of an isometric uh, top-down game that has. It looks like a. It looks like a. a <laughs> it looks like the Link to the Past perspective yeah. on a game written in Wind Waker. So it's it's like kind of mashing those two art styles together, yeah. and you've got an. Uh, anthropomorphic fox who is your protagonist and he's running around chopping down you know chopping down grass and throwing you know pots that's that's what heroes do right that's exactly what heroes do so that's that's what every hero does so that that game looks really interesting yeah i'm gonna keep my eye on it uh we got also got it was it called sekiro sekiro Sekiro, yeah. So uh, coming to <laughs> Xbox and PlayStation, uh, which is, as Kevin is uh, fangirling over here, uh, new Miyazaki. So very <laughs> happy about that. Um, this, 
uh, which took, took me a second as I was like going through our notes. I was like, Sekiro, which, oh yeah, this is Shadows Die Twice. This is, this is what um, we, we thought, we weren't sure if it was going to be a Tenshu game or what it was because they, they put out some very cryptic um, stuff coming out. And this is one of three samurai-ish games coming out. Mm-hmm. So, so we're gonna try to make sure we we discuss them in very distinct ways, so you understand. This is this is by the team. Uh, this is by uh, from software. This is the uh, Miyazaki who did uh, Dark Souls and Bloodborne. And this looks to me like uh, it is more traditional Japanese, but it does have the the darkness that Miyazaki really really pulls into games yeah. uh, and and is in the very weird creature designs. Uh, but it is crazy over-the-top fast action which very much so and and especially considering that um the the fact that um like in bloodborne we didn't have shields and so we needed to step up our speed in combat and our reaction time and things like that Mm -hmm. you you couldn't just plod lazily forward wait to get hit and then try to counter this is so faster and this is faster than that did you say and this is faster than Bloodborne? It's faster than Bloodborne. Yeah. And, and so it has a grappling hook. Like Did you see the grappling moving, hook? They're moving the bar. Yeah. Did you and see I'm the grappling so hook? I'm so excited about it. Yes. There's, so, there's a grappling hook. At one point, he like he like flings it somewhere and then like wraps it around his foot and then yanks yeah. and somehow, don't ask me about the physics, propels himself like 20 feet up onto the top of something. And, yeah. and that kind of traversal looks like it's going to be so much fun and i can't wait to be fighting a boss where where he starts to come at me he starts to charge and i can like grapple hook over here yeah grapple hook over here and then like midway through just like stab down on his tail or something like i'm really excited about the the new combat that this offers because um this combat looks very different than what we've seen in other from games and and that is all kinds of exciting because mm-hmm. even with the differences between the combat systems in different from games it is consistently rewarding yep of exactly. a system to master and i and i cannot wait and th- this was shown on microsoft stage but we have confirmed that it is coming to to playstation and pc uh early 2019 yep. so that's what i will be playing early 2019. yep uh we're we're both in the same boat on that when these when these type of games come out that's what we do um, mm-hmm. there, there, there's so much exploration, uh, and, and new and being part of that community is wonderful at the start. Uh, I do like doing it afterwards as well. Cause you get some really cool stuff like checklists and cool things, but, but being part of the community and discussing like, what does this mean? And what is this is really, yeah. is really fun. Um, we also, uh, in a complete tonal shift, we got, uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, <laughs> which Ori and the Blind Forest was wonderful. Uh, we didn't get a lot of information on this, but. I thought I think Ori is endearing, or Ori's uh, um, very. There's a lot of heart in Ori in the Blind yeah. Forest. So, and this is like this it. is the second time we've been shown this game, but the first time we got to see gameplay. Correct. So Correct. that was that was really exciting. We still don't have a release date for it, but they did say that it was going to be early 2019. And oh my goodness, early 2019 is so stacked with games. Yeah. And and speaking of that, uh, Metro Exodus is coming out February 26th, joining Anthem and Days Gone. So whatever you want to play you've got something coming out that day and uh do you do you follow uh ceo kazurai no okay so he he he's a parody account that uh that pretends to be one of the former heads of playstation okay (laughs) and he said he said 
We've chosen to launch Days Gone on the same day as Anthem so that you'll have something to play when the servers inevitably crash. Oh, it's true. That's and true. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, uh, just like playing an MMO or anything like that that's online-centric uh, to this point, uh, that's going to have that problem. Uh, Fallout's going to have the same problem when Fallout for, uh, 76 comes out. Uh, I am hoping... Well, actually, I'll, go, I'll talk about that later. Um, we also got some news about Cuphead DLC, uh, yes. which is coming out uh, again, 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, ad- additional, an, an additional island, which means you're going to have more, like, basically plus one more third of the game or one half. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, an additional character as well to be able to play mm-hmm. uh, as uh, Miss like Chalice. Miss Chalice or something? Miss Chalice. Chalice. That's right. Yeah. yeah, so that that's cool. Um I don't know how many players are really wanting more Cuphead. I I, I, I liked Cuphead for a while, and then it just mm-hmm. got just ridiculously challenging to the point where I wasn't having fun anymore. And all it was like if all you yeah. did in, in Dark Souls was just do diff- different boss fights, and there was no exploration. <laughs> That's how yeah. I felt. Yeah. Um, one thing that I, I was kind of surprised by is that they didn't actually show any new bosses. Nope, just so, that's happening. They did. So like, when, when when these games come out, like uh, when Cuphead came out, I, I went ahead and spoiled myself. I went and I was like boss by boss by boss by boss, just watching their attack patterns because when you're actually playing, yeah, you can't really you don't have time yeah. to look yeah. at the boss and go, oh, his scales are so pretty. Don't you love the way that he puffs up his chest before he breathes fire? Whereas yeah. when you're playing, it's ah, fire, ah, lightning, ah, water, ah, I'm gonna yeah. fall. Oh, I it's died. It's true. It's true. And Cuphead, the 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 hand anim- hand drawn animation on it is just so pretty. Um, that that's what that's what drew me to Cuphead. And yeah. um, I mistakenly had Whitney play it. And um, that was that was I didn't know I didn't know I just I just saw the tra- I just saw trailers and I didn't know how difficult it was I went into it blind and I thought well she loves the merry melodies and the old school yeah, hand- yeah, oh, animation the, the animation the animation is fantastic yeah but that's but it's ridiculously hard uh, speaking of uh, well actually no I wouldn't say ridiculously hard speaking of great animation if you will but in a different kind uh near automata's uh definitive edition ultimate edition i can't remember the name of it it's definitive yeah. edition uh is coming to xbox uh with all the dlc and everything on it which is which is great because more people need to play this game um it's, uh, when it was I, I just, it just when it was just three. on yeah do what i think it just cost crossed uh, was it three million in uh yeah that's that actually what i was gonna say is is just on the playstation platform yeah. alone it sold three million copies yeah. so it's it's one of those that's like um maybe it's not in the main gaming uh discussions sure but in in any group of of you know 10 15 gamers you're gonna have one guy that goes dude you gotta play near near yeah. is amazing and mm-hmm. then i've got I've actually got two people like that in my life, and I'm like, I'll, I'll get to it. Yeah. I promise. I did like the mix of styles in Nier, because um, Nier mm-hmm. does go between uh, uh, different gameplay modes very uh, smoothly and very versatile. Uh, the story is great, the anime and the uh, the visuals are wonderful as well. Uh, and then we had uh, some. What I, I did not expect this at all, but the very end of the conference. Um, uh, we had announcement that Xbox has acquired five studios, and they didn't just say we have acquired five studios. They just kept saying, "Oh yeah, we also did this. Oh yeah, we also did this." Um, 
Yeah. Have they acquired Playground? They mm -hmm. acquired Undead Labs. Uh, and I, I went ahead and pulled up what they've done because okay. some people don't recognize Go ahead, sure. Uh, Playground is the one that does the Forza games, which that is, that is a perfectly logical acquisition. Yep. Um, Undead Labs does the State of Decay games, which have been... Um, they have been on Xbox for a while, and so they have been exclusive, but they haven't been like locked down into that into that uh, series. And then um, you had Ninja Theory, which yep. did forever ago. They did Heavenly Sword, but they do. Um, they've basically taken over the Ninja Gaiden series, and they do a lot of other things that are a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. um, and then um, Compulsion Games are the ones who do who did We Happy Few. Yes. Um, I, I hope that one's still coming to to PlayStation. It's been announced for PlayStation, but um, We Happy Few is is one of those very bizarre dystopian games, and I, I I appreciate the fact that that Microsoft is looking to acquire these different kind of games because yeah. when 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 you and I talk about how how uh, Microsoft's per first party offering and exclusives offering mm -hmm. is is a little lackluster. We don't necessarily mean that they have to have two more AAA tentpole hundred million dollar yeah. uh, artifacts. Like Cuphead is something that absolutely belongs as as a as a positive to to the uh, Microsoft infrastructure I because agree. it's like they they found a developer who was doing something different, doing yeah. something outside of the norm, and they said, mm -hmm. "Hey, you know what? We like what you're doing. We want to support you." come play on xbox and xbox got an exclusive that way that is a different experience that you can't get anywhere else exactly and, and, and as much as i hate exclusives especially for consoles i don't own as much as i hate exclusives that's the way to handle this and so well done to microsoft for for stepping up and with all the mm -hmm. with all the talks surrounding them about how they're not respecting first party, how their exclusives yeah. are, are dead or whatever. This this is a bold move to acquire mm -hmm. these four studios and create a new one to yeah. to just go out and be like, okay, what can we do for gamers who are looking for unique and special experiences? Yep. And I, I'd, I'd really appreciate that. Yep. And uh, I would say the way, while we don't like exclusives, uh, I they're the easiest way for people who are more casual gamers who don't listen to podcasts of people talking about video games for hours um, for us to say what's the, you know which one should I get Xbox or PlayStation well this has this and this has this because if I start going into a tirade about how Bethesda usually usually optimizes their games for <laughs> Xbox yeah, I'm gonna lose everybody yeah. Um, yeah I'm gonna lose everybody in that case but in this case yeah that's that's the best way to explain it um, so then we moved on to uh, Bethesda. And yeah. Bethesda, I thought, did an interesting, uh, interesting job in their conference talking about the games uh, that they have been doing. And they're not the big games that we all talk about. You, we usually discuss as Bethesda, but they're important ones. Uh, Doom Eternal, uh, for example, which is coming out, the new, the next Doom game. Um, I, I, I had said it was going to be Doom 2. This is a Doom sequel. Yeah. I'll see if you let me have the point on that it's, one. It's a Doom sequel. I'll, I'll let you have that because it is a Doom sequel. Um, uh, and like they even teased, the guy said, do you want to see Hell on Earth? Well, I just teased it. Like, like I really, <laughs> I like the tongue-in-cheek bit of that. Yeah. Um, so that was cool. Um, uh, I thought the, uh, what they showed of it was very Doom. It was very much what we need 
uh, mm-hmm. for this. Uh, Bethesda really took care, in my opinion, in regards to their games, in regards to the players, and who um, uh, speaking direct, speaking to the players in a way that a lot of people try to do, where they're like, "We ex- we appreciate you, c- your community." I think Bethesda did the best job of saying, "Hey." Uh, this game was cool. I'm glad you liked it. I'm going to give you some more stuff. Like, that's what I loved about Bethesda's conference. I also really appreciated their restraint. We we saw a lot of concepts, a lot of, of trailers, a lot of ideas about what this thing could be. Correct. Uh, we, we got to empathize a little bit with the characters from Fallout 76. We see them in their little their little uh closed off enclaves. The guy finds a power armor helmet and he puts it on and like so they they gave us a lot of the tone of these games mm-hmm. without going too far into this is what you're going to do this is what the game looks like this is what the enemies look like yeah. and they they did a really good job of of helping me get excited for the game yeah. without without overselling it or without ruin, spoiling things that sure. i'm going to experience if i choose to buy this game agreed and, I, I really appreciated that about mm-hmm. about their conference. Yep, they spent a little bit of time talking about Quake Champions, which they're still trying to get going. Um, I'm, it's not my cup of tea. Um, I've played it a little bit at QuakeCon last year. Um, yeah. Just not my cup of tea. I know that it's been it's it's uh, there's a free there's a trial going on, and if mm-hmm. you get up if you get in on the trial, then you're you're basically grandfathered in to be uh, to have the game, um, which is cool. Uh, it's just not my cup of tea. Uh, they're trying to uh, get the Overwatch crowd, if you will. But yes. it used to be the Quake crowd, but now is the Overwatch crowd. So um, I appreciate that they're doing it. Uh, they also did the same thing when they, they talked about the uh, the Elder Scrolls Legends card game. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they were like, hey, I think we have the best card game, uh, best uh, digital card game. And I said... Well, you got Hearthstone to compete with, and Magic the Gathering is coming out with their well, you version. Don't you? Don't I'm sorry. Uh, you got a long ways to go, and that's okay. Uh, just don't tell me it's the best. Tell me you know it's it's innovative and, and whatever. It's better than Gwent. I'll tell you that. It's better than Gwent. Um, we also got also, to see also better than Omaha Poker. Yes, considerably better than that. <laughs> that that is awful. We we yeah. should just all move. Oh, Texas Hold'em, Texas and Hold'em. that is poker. So much better. Now on. It, it's, it's better in many different ways. Uh, okay, so so this next one I was really excited about, and I want to play in a dark room with headphones. Because for those of you who didn't play Prey, uh, there are creatures called Mimics, and they're not just treasure chests anymore. Yep. They can be cups, they can be shoes, they can be, like, Almost anything in the environment, bananas, and whatever it, it is, a chair. Yeah, and 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 if it just looks slightly out of place, you know, it might be that somebody stood up too fast and knocked the chair over. Yeah, or it might be atta- about to attack and kill your face. So yes. they're introducing Prey Moon Crash. It's a roguelike where where the the environment is is regenerated every time you play, and it's five v one, and they play hide and seek, and you try. There's different modes. Oh, the ro- the roguelike one is not hide and seek. Yeah, roguelike is okay. different than hide and seek. Okay, okay. Hide okay. and seek is a four five v one. I think it was four v one. Four v one or five v one, where four or five people are mimics, and the other person goes in and tries to find the mimics. Hide and seek. <laughs> that uh, sounds so terrifying. Mo- Moon Crash is a separate one, which okay. is which is a roguelike, randomly generated, like Bloodborne's Chalice dungeons, but yeah. in prey. 
every single uh, time you try to go further and further and further. Yeah, um, I, I, it's going to be interesting in regards to how they'll how they'll do it. Uh, Kevin's frozen again, but he'll come back in a second. Um, it's different, um, but I like that they basically again said, "Hey, we really appreciate you people who are playing our games, and I'm I'm glad you like the thing that we like. We're going to give you this stuff." How I mean, it's just wonderful to see that. Um, uh, there, then they had uh, Wolfenstein Two. Uh, talked about the DLC to Wolfenstein 2, which is uh, uh, Wolfenstein Youngblood, where you play uh, you play uh, the twins of BJ Blazkowicz, which twin girls, which and is so cool. I also think it's really interesting because this is further in the Wolfenstein timeline than we've yeah. ever gone. Never gone to the 80s. Yeah, because yeah. it's all the way up to the to the 1980s in Paris. Yeah. And I, I really, I have really enjoyed, like, the Wolfenstein mm-hmm. games. Mm-hmm. They're pretty tough, and I, I get frustrated pretty easily um, with first-person shooters that have that level yeah. of difficulty. So I haven't played a lot of it, but the the tone and the care that they take to show, okay, this is what it could be, and like uh, implementing pop culture into, yes. okay, what would the Nazis do to to turn this into propaganda? Yeah, that that, that is a really fascinating. Yeah. Um, experiment if you will uh, intellectual exercise yeah. and and i i really enjoy seeing where they go with that so yeah. i'm looking forward to this and also Very i'm going to cool. play it because twins twins of course of course i thought that immediately i was i texted you immediately about it because i was so excited about it um i i love what they're doing with the universe um i did say in my stream how many nazis can can not how many nazis can you kill because i don't have no problem with that but like Seriously, how many Nazis are there going to be? Because there are so many that you're killing them literally 40 years of killing Nazis at this point. Yeah. Like, you'd think that at one point you're like, okay, I've killed a couple million, or I guess uh, hundreds of million. Are, are they done being Nazis? Or, like, did some people reform? Like, how are they, how are they able to bring on new people into this faction? Well, actually, there's a very simple answer to that. Yeah. Stay sponsored media. Yeah, yeah. When you read off scripts, mm-hmm. which is happening right now here, I'm not going to go into a tirade on that, but it's happening right here, right now in America, and it's horrible. So let's you know what else is happening right now today in America is Fallout Shelter on Switch and PS4. I got it right here on my Switch. <laughs> as so, soon as they announced it, I was like, I'll do that. Um, Fallout, Fallout Shelter, again, free. Uh, has my, has microtransactions if you want to play it. I don't. I I think I bought. I spent five dollars in the game in total. Yeah. I, I after I've played a mobile game for a while, if I'm enjoying myself, I'll be like, yeah, take a couple of bucks. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's my policy. And so yeah, I did the same. Um, three years. Been out for three years now. Yeah. Okay. So it's great. Quick question. Uh-huh. This is Fallout seventy six shelter or just no. Fallout shelter? Fallout shelter. Okay. Okay. That's Fallout um, shelter. That that game continued to get a lot of a lot of love and support after release, yeah. and so if you if you played it when it initially came out and then kind of dropped off or whatever, I would encourage you to go back and and check it out. It is it is free, mm-hmm. um, on on Switch, and I mean if you don't have a Switch, you want to play it on your phone, you can you can do that too. But it's like literally everywhere now, it's just it's, it's just such a fun game. It's been on Xbox mm-hmm. because they because Bethesda loves Xbox. It's been on mobile. 
it's now on PlayStation, it's now on Switch, it's everywhere, uh, and it's wonderful. And now we can get to the meat and potatoes of the, of the conference, which was Fallout 76. And I'll be very brief on this, but they, they talked about Fallout, sorry, Fallout 76 was announced before E3, mm -hmm. and everyone was pretty darn accurate as to what it was going to be. They were basically, people were worried that it was going to be uh, like hardcore survival. And I, by the way, Todd Howard is my favorite because um, he went out there, he made fun of himself, yeah. like repeatedly. He made fun of, you know, you know, everyone's asking where we're going to put Skyrim next. And he made it, they, they did a video with Key from Key and Peel doing Skyrim on Alexa. Like they were like, you know what? Yeah, we know it's a we know it's fun. it's a joke. Yeah, whatever. Um, it was so self-aware and I absolutely loved it. I felt like I was watching a stand-up comedian for gamers is when when Todd Howard came out there. Like you, you were literally watching a stand-up comedian when it came to when it went to over to the Skyrim thing. By the way, do you know that that's real? And uh, in Alexa? I know that Alexa does dungeons, but it's not Skyrim dungeons, yeah. No, 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 no. It's Skyrim Dungeons. It now. is Skyrim Dungeons? I didn't it know. It is Skyrim Dungeons. I didn't know that. I thought it was just a complete bullshit. Okay. So that was funny. I'm that, not that going to do it. But. I'll be honest. That was probably my favorite moment yes. of E3 so far this year. Because that was that was just great. Cause I, it was. I love that guy. And he, he gets so into it. Mm -hmm. Bustro Jaw! <laughs> There's off the table. Remember what the doctor told you about eating so much cheese? Um... Oh so, yeah, honey. Thanks. Thanks. Eat all the cheese. So I loved that. Um, but then they they said, "All right, this is Fallout. This is Fallout 76." Mm -hmm. And basically, I felt like all of the worries, in my mind, all of the worries from a fanboy of Fallout, were mostly dissuade. Mm -hmm. He said, "You want to play the game by yourself? Yeah, go for it. Because it has questing. Yeah, because it has questing." It has, and it sounds like to me you can play the game by yourself, and then bring in people if you want. Very similar to how Diablo works, yeah. um, which I'm I'm happy about. I can play it by myself for the most part. Uh, I may, similar to Dark Souls, we may run into. I don't know if we can completely play um, without any interruption. Uh, yeah. But either way, you're basically said they basically said, hey, this is a prequel to Fallout, all the Fallout's, because it's 25 years after the bombs, yeah. which I have to look into. It's supposed to be 20 years. I think it's, but they did say 25. Um, you're out in the wasteland and you're rebuilding. The whole idea of the theme is you're rebuilding society. Yeah. No one's been out here for 25 years after the bombs dropped. You're out there, you're rebuilding, literally rebuilding everything. You can build everywhere instead of Fallout 4 where you can only build in certain areas. You can build anywhere and everywhere. Uh, you can build with your friends, you can play with your friends, or you can play without. And what they basically showed us here is that the game can be played by yourself. Now, if that means you can get raided or whatever, like Dark Souls, that may, that yeah. is, that's still to be determined. But they basically said you're going to be able to explore, you're going to be able to build, quest, and live in the, like, similar to other Fallout games. Yeah. And that, made, that reassured me to say they're not making a Rust game, which he even was halfway joking, saying... Everyone's comparing it to this and this and this, and it's a, it's a soft survival game. Yeah. You're not going to lose. You're not going to lose your character. You're not going to lose your uh, your items that you have. Uh, I think that your stuff can get destroyed, but no one's going to camp you and loot you. Like you're going to be okay. Yeah. Um, 
I, I also like the idea of like there were parts when I was playing Fallout 4 mm -hmm. that were like really difficult for me because of the way that I had built my character. I like the idea of playing it like a single player game, mm -hmm. but you know, if I if I bash my head against this this, you know, mutant held stake station yep. or whatever for a while, to be like, dude, Patrick, I'm having a hard time with this one. Can you jump into my game and together yeah. we'll take out this stronghold? Exactly. And then I go back to my single player game. Exactly. Like that's how I play Dark Souls, I, and it's I, awesome. Yeah. Like every once in a while, I'll be like, yeah. "Okay, this is annoying. Come on, let's kill this gaping dragon." I hope we can do that. And then, and then, yeah, and yeah, that that is an excellent way to do co-op that that I think would be will be yeah. a lot of fun. I'm I'm hoping that that's the the way that they're going to implement it is the way that we're envisioning. It sounds like it is. Um, if we didn't, I didn't hear about crossplay. That's what I'm. He said he said dedicated servers, so I'm assuming crossplay is going to be a thing, because he said these are 100% dedicated servers. So if that's the case, it sounds like crossplay may be a thing, because I'm probably going to get it on Xbox, because four people that I know are going to get it on Xbox that play these games, yeah, like considerably. So I know I'll be able to ping them and ask for help. Um, and in addition to Fallout 76, like I, I felt like I was dissuaded. There are people who are still mad about it. Okay, this is this is still fallout they're not doing rust with fallout skins i mean right. it's 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 fallout um and then todd howard talked about um uh, about a new elder scrolls game he said he said a new game and a franchise that you all have been waiting to hear about or something like that and he talked about yeah. a mobile game and i was waiting to be mad i was <laughs> waiting to be mad about this because he was talking about how excited he was about it. It's a very interesting way to play it. You can play it in, in portrait mode, which I thought I don't, do not want to play this way. But he was saying, hey, maybe you want to be in the office or do, drinking coffee with another hand. That was cool. And I waited to be mad about it until he said, it's free. And immediately it all washed away. And I said, okay, they don't really... This is not their... They don't feel like this is their bread and butter. This is not the next Skyrim. This is not the next Elder Scrolls. I'm okay. And they, they, they did briefly talk um, just in passing. They said that uh, next year is going to be the, what's what's the new one? Starfield. Starfield. Next year is going to be Starfield. The year after that is going to be Elder Scrolls Six. They didn't have straight so, up say year after, but I think you're right. I think I think you're pretty darn right. They said the next, our next big game in the future. Okay. And then yeah. they said, oh yeah, you guys probably want to know about the game after that. And then they announced Elder Scrolls Six. My prediction is finally right. Uh, Elder Scrolls Six was announced. Starfield, I lost. Uh, I, I didn't do so well on that. We'll talk about it later. Uh, but Starfield, they just showed a very brief trailer, which from the rumors about Starfield is, is the rumors are that it's like a Fallout-ish game because that's what Bethesda is really good at. But it's set in space. Um, I'm, I'm, I can't wait for that. Uh, and I think that it was a perfect mic drop to say Elder Scrolls Six. We're working on it. Um, yep. Because I can, I can wait. I just want to, I just want to know that they know how much I want Elder Scrolls Six. Absolutely. Oh, and by the way, the the mobile game that he was talking about a little while ago is called Elder Scrolls Blades. Blades. So, yes. Sorry, Elder Scrolls Blades. Um, so I, all in all, I thought it was the best. What? No, I was, I was, I was getting pumped about the next one. Okay, but. I was just saying. Overall, I thought it was. It may have not been the best conference, but I feel like it was the conference that was the least pandering to the audience it was the most um knowledgeable and down 
at the level of the of the average viewer to yeah. say, hey, we're all in this, and not in a pandering way to say, hey, we all like games, and we and this is the stuff we're doing. Uh, so I thought I thought they did a pretty good job with that. Yeah, and I, I really appreciate the the charisma of, of Tom Howard to be able to come out and say, we've made some mistakes, we've listened to you, here's what we're doing to to rectify yeah. those mistakes, and here's some stuff that we, we probably wouldn't have announced, but we know it's something that you're really excited about. We're really excited about it too, but you're going to have to wait. It's, it's coming, we're working on it, but we don't want to bring it to you until it's done. So I, I really appreciated the fact that they they acknowledged a lot of the things that the community's been asking for. Mm -hmm. They said, look, um, these are the things we're working on. Uh, Bethesda has lately been doing like, you know, we're making a game and here it is. We're making a game and here it is. But there there are things that people have been waiting for for half a decade yeah. <laughs> that, that we're really excited about. Yeah. And so he was able to say, okay, in the future, We've got that new IP, mm -hmm. and then after that, Elder Scrolls Six. We know how important it is to you. It is very important to us, and we will bring it out to you when it's done. Exactly. Well, exactly. Bethesda done. <laughs> Sorry, couldn't resist. Yeah, um, whatever. But yeah, I, I appreciate the fact that they were that they in front of the cameras mm -hmm. at the biggest event. They acknowledged, hey, we know that some of you are upset but this is what we're doing. This is our plan. And I promise you, we will get to your concerns. Yep. I, I, I appreciated that that genuineness. No, I agree. I did too. I did too. Yeah. Then when we got uh, Square Enix, who uh -huh. um, decided to do a very Nintendo Direct-ish presentation. I, I had it no was, idea that I was going to get I, that. I loved it. I thought it was I really well, really well done. We got Shadow Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which we heard, we saw a little bit about earlier on in E3. Mm -hmm. um, we got gameplay of that that showed how you are the Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Very stealthy. It was really cool. Um, yeah, the and, stealth really appealed to me. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Same same here. Um, we got more uh, stuff on Octopath Traveler, which mm -hmm. is going to come out July thirteenth. Uh, a new demo is out right now as well. Uh, that is on. That is uh, exclusive to Switch. Um, so I I haven't been able to be get get hooked by this game, but I really? know a lot of people really like it. Um, I played the first demo. I haven't played the second one yet. Um, okay. But but it's really cool that that these type of games are continuing to work. So I'm happy absolutely about that. yeah absolutely. And then yeah. that's going to come out July 13th, and I will be buying it then. Yeah yeah. Um, Dragway 11 is also uh, sorry Dragon Quest 11 is coming to to the west which yep. i'm really excited about because that game has been out for a very long time they've kind of re-upped it so that it looks better on the switch and everything yeah but uh dragon quest 11 is one of those that that just never made it stateside and it's yeah. it doesn't have like mother three levels of hype yeah. but there there's a dedicated fan base who was like we we buy your games yeah send them here and we'll buy them and so i'm i'm really i'm really happy that this one's coming because it's it's one that i've heard a lot of good things about and i really look forward to seeing uh yeah what happens there same here same here and then we got babylon's fall which I, I i don't know if i blinked and missed this one um but it's from is it from platinum yes platinum is making okay. it okay I guess I blinked and missed that one because I don't, I don't remember. They they mostly just had a logo. We don't we don't really know a whole lot about this game. It was kind of tone pieces and images and stuff. That's right. We, we don't we don't know anything about the about the gameplay, about the setting, about the character. We we just know that it 
exists. Yes. And that it's coming in 2019. So yep. that's that's where we're at now. We got more on Just Cause, which we talked about before. Um, mm-hmm. So happy about that. And then Qu- The Quiet Man, which I was very intrigued by. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he's actually deaf or if he's mute or what, but he kicks ass. That's all I know. He does And indeed. he delivers He delivers your, your to-go food as well, um, where you take out, which is... <laughs> Or maybe he just carries takeout around with him because beating up people is hungry work. Well, he left it for the person. So maybe he was like, yeah, he left it on their, on their head. So maybe he was like, you know, when they, when these guys wake up, they're going to be hungry. So here's some noodles or something. I don't know. Makes sense. And it (laughs) needs to be noodles because even if you're missing some teeth, you can at least slurp that up. And and if if it sits for hours and if it sits for hours, it'll still be good. You know, still, it still be taste okay. So, yeah, I yeah, like it. Clearly, we don't have a lot to anal- analyze on this particular no. title, but no. it, it does look interesting, and we'll see what it is as it as it comes out. And we yeah. find out more. We got Captain Maybe. Spirit from the team from Don't Nod, uh, mm-hmm. which I was really happy about because this is the team that did uh, that's done um, uh, Life is Strange, and mm-hmm. this is in the Life is Strange universe, and it's free. And again, that showed me as a developer, they are, they are honestly saying, we really want you to, to enjoy this world, enjoy our games. We're going to yeah. give you this thing for free because we, we hope that you'll buy our other game. And that was really, it's really what they're doing. Um, prediction. Yeah. The, cap, what they advertised as Captain Spirit mm-hmm. for free yeah. will be Captain Spirit Episode 1 for free. I think that oh. this is that they're going to do another series. I, I, I'm not basing this on anything other than the fact that everything else they've produced has been episodic. Sure. And to introduce, hey, here's a free thing, and then you play it, you enjoy the character, then when the next one comes out, you're like, oh, that's okay, okay, I enjoyed the last one. Yeah. And, and I, I really enjoyed the... Yeah. Pretend play is really important yeah. for, for childhood development. and mm-hmm. And... All of us have shot fireballs or guns made out of sticks or saved the world in whatever it was, you know, when we were half as tall as we are now. Yeah. And I, I I really appreciate the the atmosphere of that and, mm-hmm. and just letting his imagination take flight. Same. So I'm I'm really interested in this and I, I intend on playing it with the girls. Yeah. So that so that I can encourage them in in their pretend play and let your imagination soar. Yeah. Yeah, so. and it's it's amazing and it's wonderful. I was I was like a little kid watching it. Uh, speaking of being like a little kid, we also got Kingdom Hearts three, which uh, Square announced like eighteen hours prior to the conference. Yep, in the I middle felt, of the night at a concert. I felt like doing this let the uh, the proverbial wind out of their sails um, because the rest of the con- the conference was oh it was good. But this was the mic drop, and they yeah. dropped it the night before, <laughs> so we already knew about it. So when this when this happened, I, I I was not as excited because I already saw the trailer. Which, by the way, we saw the trailer for this. We've seen multiple trailers, multiple versions of trailers, with different missing sound effects. Yeah, that it's, was really weird. It's um, bizarre. So during the initial one that they launched the night prior. Elsa's bla- uh, frost blast had no audio, and this one it does have audio. And there's another, so it was. I know it's in development, but that just really jarred me. Um, and we'll talk more about that in the next one because Ubisoft 
really got to me. Really got to oh. me. First of all, um, you get a point, which we'll talk about later, but I was... The, the, what a great way to, to, to start off the day, the, the conference <laughs> and just dance, coming out there and getting people pumped. I thought that was cool, which, by the way, Bethesda tried to do with Andrew WK. Did not work. Nope. Um, but this worked really well because you have music, but you also have these dan the dancing and stuff, and it was really cool. And, and see, that's the thing is Andrew WK did not bring enough animals. If he had brought there animals, there was a it drastic been... shortage of animals on his yeah. stage. Just Dance never lacks for animals on stage. They just had one, but it was enough. The one panda, and then you had the the girls and the drummers and stuff, and it was yeah. it was exciting. So good on for them. And then they talked about good Beyond Good and Evil, which I was like, this mm -hmm. is on a great start. Uh, showed some Beyond Good and Evil um, footage, not quite gameplay. Uh, it was the the cinematic stuff. Talked about the game, and then brought in. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who his his um, uh, what is it? His uh, press press record uh, is uh, hit record hit record. That's what hit it is. Record, sure. uh, is and he's been doing this in regards to like collaborating for different genres and different mediums. Uh, and it's, for... it's it's really been amazing. Um, he's basically he's retired from acting for the most part. Yeah. Just to to create collaborations and find artists and kind of smash them together and see what happens. It's it's it's, it's like the Wu Tang mm -hmm. version of creating new art. Is yeah. just take a bunch of find a bunch of really talented people, put them in a room, see what happens. Yeah. And so Beyond Good and Evil Two is going to have. Um, basically they're they're opening their doors to say hey look if you want to create something in the beyond good and evil universe mm -hmm. you want to find something that that you're passionate about that you want to to bring to this universe yes. that you think fits mm -hmm. talk to that guy and and this is something his 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 job has been for like five years to curate and, mm -hmm. and manage um new types of media and new mm -hmm. types of art and so i'm I am incredibly excited to see what he does with this initiative. Because... I'm excited because of the way they're doing it. Yeah. Challenge-based. Mm -hmm. Because I, I, when they were doing it, you'll see this in my live stream reaction. I'm like, how? How are you doing this? Because the reason <laughs> that I'm thinking about it is how far back in development are you that you're now saying, I want to crowdsource all this stuff? I'm like, oh, the amount of time to put in all that, like this game is going out past 2019 at that point. But then he basically said, and I've gone to the website as well, it's challenge-based. So they're like, hey, we want a song that does this and this. Go. We want, yeah. we need some artwork that does this, that fits this criteria. Go. Go. Because that way, when they get it and they like it, they can put it in the game and it's not hard to implement. Um, yeah. That's what I was really worried about. Thankfully, don't have to worry about it. Happy. Um, and then we got uh, Trials, the new Trials Rising mm -hmm. game, which he is my new favorite person. Um, the uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but he called himself the also Prime Minister of Finland, which he's not. I looked it up because I thought Finland is a country of uh, <laughs> 300,000 people, maybe. It's like, so I had to look it up because I'm like, you know what? It's a small enough country that there's a possibility that their Prime Minister also makes video games. Came in there with a motor with a motor with a motocross bike, and then did a prop fall against the uh, against the podium. Hilarious, hilarious, yep. yeah. Um, and and it was, I also I also really enjoyed the montage of of, of trials fails. <laughs> like there's just so many ways to just utterly yep. just annihilate your character, and I laughed through yeah. that entire section. 
and watching it, I was thinking, man, I hope this comes to Switch. And it's coming to Switch. It so I'm happy about Switch. that. Because Trials works really well on Portable. It's very quick. Mm -hmm. uh, it jumps right back in if you need to. Um, so very happy about that. And, then, and we, also, we also got a release date on that. That's coming out in February. Correct. Correct. Uh, again, more stuff in February. Um, I may pick it up. Maybe the first Trials game that I actually purchased with money. Um, <laughs> Uh, because the others are becoming free with uh, Games of the Gold and everything. Mm -hmm. uh, then we got um, uh, Starlink, which yep. is kind of toys to life, which we didn't think was going to happen still, but it's happening. So, which... so what, they, what they were showing in the video was like you're holding your controller and then like your, your Lego putting pieces onto your ship yep. while you're sitting there holding the controller. And that, to me really seems like a bad idea because holding if you yeah drop your control i mean it's it's going to substantially increase the weight of the controller yeah. and it's i don't i don't know i don't I, know how that's going to do but uh but they do they did include our wings from star fox so i get a point because there's a new star fox game out i feel like giving you a half point for that because it's not will, it's I not a star but it's not a Star Fox point. game. It's not a Star Fox game, but Star Fox is in it. Because if it was, if it was well, Star if Fox... If I only play a Star Fox, that makes it a Star Fox game. No, because you can't only play Star Fox in it. You don't know that. I know enough about it. They're saying this character is exclusive to the game, but yeah, I'm pretty sure. I might give you, I think, half point for that. but Because okay. it's, it is Star Fox, but it is not a Star Fox game. Okay. If, the, if the play... If the... If... Yeah, so we'll, we'll we'll call it that. I did love that um, that uh, Miyamoto was there because mm -hmm. it was really endearing for me to see that he was there and a very touching moment to me where he they where they gifted him the their version of the R wing uh, prototype of the Toys to Life thing, yeah. and it was a very touching moment for the for the game director to say, you know, it was it was, it was respectful of the two of them because m he was so happy to receive the gift. And then basically said, "Hey, we've got the the guys backstage work. You know, they worked on the game. They'd love to talk to you." And then they went off and hung out. And I was like, "This is so nice! Like to see people, like like it's really nice when we see people in the industry who respect each other like that. Because yeah. a lot of times we see <clears throat> people bad mouthing each other. But when we see t these different companies that you wouldn't expect to come together." Yeah, I'm very happy. Well, like uh, before, before Microsoft and PlayStation mm -hmm. conferences start, like Phil Spencer and Major Nelson will tweet at Shu and be like, "Hey, good luck in your conference," yes. and he'll, you know, congratulate them on the Sea of Thieves launch. And he's like, yeah. "Good, seems like everybody's having fun," and like, that's really good for me to see. I, I, I really enjoy watching that. Positive competitions, good stuff. Speaking of that, uh, the Crew Two uh, mm -hmm. is coming out, uh, which I, which. They talked about Forza and, and Xbox, and I thought was going on, but Crew 2 uh, is coming out June 29th. It's almost out, um, and it looks really good. Um, I, it's not my cup of tea, but mm -hmm. I like it. Uh, what but is, what is my? I like uh, chai. With, I like chai mm -hmm. with um, honey. Chai is good, but um, chai is good, but uh, I like a more Grecian taste to my tea, okay. like ancient Grecian taste like assassin's creed odyssey which <laughs> we it got leaked which i love that they said early on we got more than a keychain to show you because yes we got to see 
the gameplay. We got to see um, the the world that it's in. I heard some people talk saying, "Oh, it's just reskinned Origins." No, it's no. not. I mean, the combat system is very similar. It's probably almost the same. Well, but it's, you didn't. It's, but that's okay. It seems like it seems like from some of the screens because I've seen I've seen some of the screens that like paused and zoomed in and analyzed. Yeah. And it it honestly seems like they're leaning. <laughs> further into the RPG elements that were yes. already present in Origins. Yes. I, I am I am excited about that because that is that is my jam. Mm -hmm. You play as a man or a woman, mm -hmm. which immediate, immediately I texted Cass about that. Because yep. um, the name of the female character is Cassandra. Um, it was amazing. Um, it got me excited. And the very, very uh, subtle mic drop at the very end I don't know if you caught it. If you watched my stream, you probably heard me talk about it. Because like, I called it as it was happening. I said, is that a Minotaur? And it is. So that means I think we're, again, getting deeper into mythology. And it's going to allow for some play with characters. I don't know. Maybe we'll meet Hercules. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, could be fun. Um, then we got Sony. Yeah, then 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 Sony did their thing. Um and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not even gonna attempt to, to name the guy, the guy's name, the guy who came out and played the guitar banjo thing that I want to, I want really bad. Yes, uh, that's the guy who did the soundtrack for Last of Us One. Yes, I kn I knew he did soundtracks. I couldn't remember if it was Last of Us One. Um, it was. He came it out was... and played a banjo for a couple of minutes, and we were like, "Yay, Last of Us!" Yep, and we got to see a wonderful. Wonderful, but the trailer played for way too long. He did play for too long, and but the trailer was was wonderful. I already have um, my my friend Michelle texted me some of her her thoughts on the trailer and mm. what she think is happening because uh, Ellie has a um, you can call her girlfriend. I don't know what their what their titles exactly are. Definitely yeah. definitely uh, involved. Um, and uh, you got to see that, and then juxtaposed with Ellie killing some people, um, yeah. because was, she was saying they should be scared of you. She was talking about like the the guys at the dance, and yeah. her girlfriend said, "No, they should be scared of you." And it's the, there have been a lot of quote unquote zombie games. You can call them whatever you want. They're zombies. <laughs> yeah. Last of Us is much less about the actual zombies than it is about yeah. what people do in these situations. The the links to which people are willing to go, what people are willing to submit to in order to feel safe, um, how how people can be far worse yeah. than this, you know, untouchable uh, horde that's coming after them. Yeah. And, and Ellie has been in this world for long enough mm -hmm. that she sees the damage that she causes. Mm -hmm. She doesn't it's 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 very much like um, like Manhattan, when yeah. when he he goes off to Mars, he's like I don't want to hurt anybody anymore. Yeah, and it's like she has she has survival skills mm -hmm. that allow her to survive in these heavily combative areas, but you cannot do that much damage to other people mm -hmm. and remain unchanged. Exactly, exactly. And, and I and think it this is, is Ellie unchained. It, it should be called the last. That that's mm -hmm. what she's dealing with right now. Yeah, I think it should be called the Last of Us Two: Ellie Unchained. I think that's what's going to happen in this. <laughs> um, so the prediction that my that, that my friend Michelle texted was um, 
and there's people on the internet who've said similar things, mm-hmm. uh, but that she thinks that uh, that her girlfriend's going to be killed by some people, not zombies, but people, uh, yeah. and and Ellie is quasi seeking revenge um, for it because she has a, a apparently there's a bracelet that her girlfriend has on that she then has on, um, so something. Oh, of, yeah, I didn't catch that. And also, uh, uh, Ellie's still reserved about like being in that situation and and this other person says you know is, is comforting her and bringing her up and like saying you don't you you know you're amazing you know they should be scared of you whatever like you're not just a girl and i think that uh, ellie went ellie is in another um relationship if you will with a person who is helping her better herself but she's not been able to do it on her own and i think that's what this is going to be about so that's that's the quasi prediction, and it could be really heavy. We'll see. Uh, we also got some uh, news, if you will, because the weird thing about this presentation was uh, the guy played the banjo, and then we got to see the trailer, and then they moved the audience to the other room because they wanted everyone to be in the church for the Last of Us. Yeah. So we waited. Uh, so that was, I think, eight minutes in, and then 36 minutes in is when we got back to the presentation, uh, during which time we did we heard about uh, God of War getting a new game plus, mm-hmm. and then we got a couple brief trailers, but completely yeah, it was like the there there was a lot of power in the in the Last of Us presentation, yeah. and it was there was. You know, if this is what they're starting with, what comes next? Mm-hmm. And there was they they had a lot of excitement built up around that, and um, you know, then they they cut away to to Sid Schumann. I'm not going to talk about him. Yeah. Um, and and Ryan Clements mm-hmm. talking about and Sean Layton talking about you know different things about this thing while they're moving everybody to another auditorium, and, and it was they like, brought more people in to talk about things we don't care about. Yeah, and it was like I, I don't know. They might have talked about things I care about. I tuned out completely. I tuned out a few times, uh, and it was, heard it was enough. It was like but, I don't. Yeah, this it, is not why we're here, and no. and this this is right up there for me with the Wonder Book presentation back in 2014, where they just stopped everything yeah. in the middle of their presentation mm-hmm. to sit there for 20 minutes and wave a wand around. Yeah, basically, it was. It was it was really, it was really disappointing. Um, this is this is the first Sony mm-hmm. um, presentation that I've been disappointed with in several years. Yeah, and that was a real bummer. But once they got back into it, I got excited again. And I, they showed I, us some more Spider-Man. I couldn't tell if that was the same guy playing the flute. That was the. Uh, I think it no. was. It wasn't. No, it looked like him. No. Okay. Okay. So. Person came out there. I don't know. I can't tell. White people all look alike. The guy came out there because he he didn't look Asian to me. Maybe that's just me being negative racist. But yeah. he he was playing a Japanese flute, and it again set the tone. I felt like PlayStation was trying to say. Sony was trying to say, you know, uh, our uh, it's such quality that you really need to take in the ambiance. And they didn't pace it right to do that. But I think that's what they were trying to go for. And then we well, got it, it worked. It worked for them really well last year with the orchestra. Yeah, I agree. But that was playing. But that was playing over footage. Yes, and I think that's the difference. I think it worked in the long run, except for the big lull. Uh, but then, but 
what he was leading towards and getting the tone set for was uh, Ghosts of Ghosts, not Ghosts, <laughs> Ghosts of Tsushima, uh, which really hooked me. So again, this is the, this is the second Japanese samurai uh, era game, mm -hmm. but the the intrigue and made by different, Americans. yeah, made by Americans, yeah. Um, but the I will say I heard some people online say uh, it was weird to have them speaking English and they would have preferred that it was that they're speaking J Japanese. Okay. Um, I think that would be an option. I, I hope so. Uh, but I liked the what it showed of the world, but I liked that it showed the uh, the diplomatic intrigue and the character pulls of this person betrayed me and uh, and you know who's you know it, it was interesting how they expanded on uh, the, the world and the feelings of, of, of honor and respect and yeah. in that feudal Japan when you have these warring factions going on and even warring within your own faction based on what someone has done to you uh, was really cool. The gameplay looked looked amazing and it wasn't it was grounded uh, but uh, in regards to the uh, sword play, but it was still made you feel made you it looks like it's going to make you feel really amazing but not having to do magic while you do it the the one-on-one -on -one fight um between there there's toward the end of the trailer there's yeah. there's a one-on-one -on -one fight between the protagonist and and this girl who's in the area mm -hmm. not sure what her motivations are i think she's she's mad at you because of something you did in the past but they're there are bigger armies coming to kill both of you and he's like we have bigger problems than this well they said we in the trailer what happened should, yeah we probably should be allies yeah but i don't remember the, um, the person that they were going to rescue mm -hmm. she wanted to kill him because he betrayed her he betrayed her and like ratting her out or something and stuff oh, okay. so he was like she was basically saying give up the your prisoner because i'm I, he's mine i need to i need to handle this and the other guy was like what are you doing why are you attacking me and like why we shouldn't kill this person. So they were having that moral discussion about yeah. about that in the middle of it. I thought that was cool. Um, yeah. And then when they when they broke into combat, that looked really interesting because they they showed them doing different poses, different offensive defensive poses, and mm -hmm. it kind of reminded me of like the the system that they have in four. You broke um, up again for honor. Because there's, you know, there's high, medium, low pose, yeah. and so I think it'll be interesting to see how that combat works. And I'm I'm really looking forward to. Makes it. sense if you're coming up high and someone comes in low, they're going to get you. Because mm -hmm. yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, we uh, got control, which yes, again it was very it was teased, but it looks intriguing uh, uh, enough for me. Uh, something to keep on the radar, I guess. Um, and then we got uh, Trover well, saves the universe. Uh, before before we get off that topic, did you catch who it was that made Control? No. Uh, yeah, that's um, Respawn. Oh, or okay. not not Respawn. Respawn is Titanfall. Yeah. Um, it's it's the the guys who did Quantum Break. Oh, okay, that makes sense. So they they have sense. been very closely tied into yeah. to X the Xbox Xbox ecosystem mm -hmm. for a very long time. So it's really fun to see um, this game coming to P to PlayStation. It is still coming to Xbox and PC, but it's it's kind of a second party thing that they are expanding to allow PlayStation users to to enjoy that. And with the audacity that mm -hmm. Quantum Break brought, I really thought it was cool to get to see um, 
I think it'll be really fun to get to experience what it is that they have next. So. Agreed. Agreed. For being able to go to multiple more platforms than just Xbox. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. um, then we got Trover Saves the Universe, the new Justin Roiland video game. I love Rick and Morty, but I don't think this is going to translate well into a game. It looked really, it looked funny, but I don't think that's going to translate for like a full game experience. Yeah. Um, I don't, I, it's not going to have the depth and width of, uh, of the show. It's its own thing, but the voice that he's doing is, is Morty. Yeah. And that irritated me, um, because there are people, there are voice actors who, um, a Tara Strong was like famously being interviewed and so like she was basically talking about uh, different people will call her in and sometimes they'll be like, okay, uh, we want you to do it, uh, do it as this person. And she's like, that's like Tommy Pickles is Tommy Pickles. I'm not doing that here or, or uh, for something very odd parents. She's like, no, let's, let's work on the voice. Uh, and I feel like Royland is kind of, he's not a bad voice actor. But he's yes. he has he's trying to do voice acting as well as writing as well as producing, and because of that, he's using his voice a second time, and I I, I have a problem with that. If you yeah. you hear Bart Simpson's voice, that's Bart Simpson. You hear the Joker for Mark Hamill. It doesn't sound like Mark Hamill's work when he played Wolverine, because he yeah. played Wolverine. So I don't know how to feel. I right now it was just a teaser, but I don't think it's going to really live up to it. Live yeah. up to Rick and Morty. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, uh, by the way, the studio that's making control is Remedy. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So. And yeah. Then we got our third samurai game, which, uh, as another game, like all three of these look really good, and it's Neo Two. Um, Neo was a fantastic um, feudal Japan uh, game, but had yokai and it had like the Japanese ghosts and and demons, and it was really fun and interesting in the, if you like Dark Souls. <laughs> and it, it also comes from, it's it's set in the Edo period uh, yeah. when Nobunaga is taking over and that's, that, is, that is one of my favorite time periods of, of Japan and this is a completely different twist on it and I am I honestly did not expect a sequel to Neo. I knew I knew that it was very good, that it was critically well received. I hadn't heard anything about how well it sold, yeah. but that game was outstanding and i i had so much fun playing it and i can't wait to see what they do with the next one same here same here uh another thing i can't wait to see more about is the new from software vr game <sighs> dare is it yeah well how's it pronounced dare scene dare scene um so this was if you missed this after. yeah if you missed this like here's me. why they ended their conference they had uh, Sid Schumann and, and uh, Sean Layton and a girl whose name I don't remember because I've, I've never seen her before. Yeah. And then uh, Plum Cider talking. And they talked for a couple of minutes and I, I was just kind of leaving it on to see if they were going to do anything else. And then they started, they started playing a trailer and I was like, okay, new trailer. And then I looked, I looked back and I saw From Software. And I was like, what is this? Yeah. And so I went over to the TV and I just sat there and I watched the whole thing. And through the entire trailer, mm -hmm. they kept talking about something else. Yep. They yep. weren't paying attention to the trailer. They did not acknowledge the trailer. And I was like, I, I was I was very upset with this because from software, from software's Bloodborne, 
mm-hmm. was was and remains one of the most fantastic exclusives yeah. from a third party to come to Sony. And they deserve more respect than that. I understand that they're making a, a game for another platform. It's also coming to yours. Yeah. But it's from software. This is this is a very important company that consistently does good work. Mm-hmm. Show them to us. Exactly. And I was I, I was I was very irritated at that. Yeah. We did get to see and Death Stranding though. I'll leave it. We did. We got to see um, Death Stranding and, and it was exactly and... what I thought was gonna be. Baby summoning. That's what you thought? I, I, my, well, my prediction, well, and we'll go to the predictions later on now, but, but I said they're going to show more Death Stranding, but we're still going to be confused. And yep. I was, I'm more confused about this game now than I was before. <laughs> Even though I know more about the game, I am more confused in regards Absolutely. to the world building. There are people, yeah. you can find people Full online point. who are already dis- dis- dissecting the trailer in regards to everything. Oh, yeah. um, so we won't go into that here, but uh, we got to see a little bit of gameplay. But even then, I don't 100% know what was going on. Um, it was, it was so Kojima. Um, it was like I feel like he's just he just got to do whatever the heck he wanted. Like yeah. anything he wanted in the game is in the game, and we get to experience that weirdness uh, in his brain. And I can't wait. I can't wait for that. It's pretty cool. And yeah. we we saw a couple of new characters, uh, but I don't actually know who they are. Like they, yeah. they said, hey, here's the the actresses that are here, and I'm like, cool. They even had a moment where the actress turned around. She's like, you don't remember me, and she turned around, and I was like, am I supposed to know who you are? Because I don't know. Like you are correct, lady. I do yeah, not I, remember. I you. do not. Yeah, you're blonde lady. I don't know who she was, um, yeah. but she was there. Um, so I thought it was a pretty good way to end uh, the press conference. Uh, unfortunately, they decided to play trailers afterwards, but um, Sony's conference was weird, but it was there. Very. Yeah, and we got Spider-Man. We talked briefly about that before, but Spider-Man mm-hmm. was amazing. We got a little bit more gameplay. A little bit more of the villains, I yeah. think, mostly was what we got out of this one. Yeah, and I was waiting for because they were. He was talking about he was, each villain kept uh, attacking him, and it was very Sinister Six. And we have six big villains. I'm sure we'll have more than that, mm-hmm. um, including Negative Man, who's the new villain for Spider-Man, apparently. Yeah, the this, power uh, to be they, a pessimist. Yeah, they they actually. Sorry. With his sidekick, Debbie Downer. <laughs> um, no, but uh, so so Insomniac approached uh, approached Marvel, and they were like, "Hey, we're making a Spider-Man game. We we have the the rights to the assets for the the Spider-Man characters, the Spider-Man villains. We'll be able to put those in, but we would also like your help in creating a new villain." And so they they actively worked with Marvel to create Negative Man, this this new villain, and that is a really exciting prospect for me because yeah. um, the idea of introducing a new character into the Spider-Man universe, which already has plenty of villains, yeah, that could have been just a uh, it's 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 Rock Guy, like you know like Mega Man Seven and Eight type sure, of name, sure, but. Yeah. but Negative man, what they're doing with him, and the fact that there is that there's Marvel backing and approval on this mm-hmm. makes me feel a lot better about about the character as a whole and his his ability to bring something new into the uh, into the universe. Yeah, I'll agree. I agree. Um, then we got Nintendo, uh, hey, Nintendo, who did the Nintendo Direct, mm-hmm. and I'm going to speed through these things because Nintendo sure did. They they really did. First thing we got was uh, Machinima. Uh, it's 
Damon X Machinima. Damon X Machinima, whatever. It was mech things. It was I. I thought it was interesting, uh, but I didn't get to see a lot of gameplay yet, so I don't know how it's going to look on the Switch. Yeah, it'll movement looked interesting. I think there's going to be a lot of you need to anticipate and be moving the right direction before something goes. Uh, so so you're dealing you're dealing with mechs and possibly Gundam sized mechs. It's it's really hard to tell scale sometimes in a video yeah. game when you're fighting off in the desert. So they might be twenty feet tall, they might be seven feet tall. It's it's yeah. it's really hard to say. But That's true. it, it looks like an interesting and different combat system. Yeah. And we also got Xenoblade Chronicles two, which we knew has been we, we knew was coming. Um, yeah. looks like it's real looks really good for Switch. Um, I am interested. I don't know if I'm going to buy it yet, but it, it interested me. What did interest me, though, is, is Super Mario Party on Switch. The innovative gameplay in this. You're laughing and you're frozen, so I can laugh at you being frozen. Um, I, I thought it was fun. Uh, I thought I love Mario Party. And I thought it was really cool as a group uh, to be able to see how different switches can link up. And I thought it was pretty cool. You're laughing. Yeah, the part the part where they showed uh, the part where they showed like them putting the switches next to each other and creating yeah. like a path between them. That was amazing. That, yeah, that is just some cool stuff. Exactly, and that's what I really I really thought that was interesting. I'm I'm more interested in buying that than I am uh, Xenoblade right now. Um, and also Fortnite's gone on Switch, which. I don't. I don't see a reason to play Fortnite on Switch for so many so many reasons. Um, I, I think that everyone wants to play Fortnite and wants to be on every platform. So I think that's really the reason this is, that this happened. Um, I don't uh, think it's a good place for Fortnite. Speaking of of every platform, yeah. I kind of want to buy an Alexa now. You want to buy an Alexa? That was, that yeah. was my favorite part of the whole thing. Was just I've, that demo. Okay, I've got okay. one. Now I need I'll to try it. Now I need to try it because I have one. Um, yeah. We also got Overcooked too. Uh, was announced, yes. and which is, which is very cool. Yeah, I love I loved Overcooked. Uh, cooked and playing this on Switch is going to be really fun. And, and Killer mm. Queen Black. Um, I've been able to play this game at Cidercade uh, in Dallas, mm -hmm. and Killer Queen is a well, the arcade version's five v five gameplay. Uh, this is going to be four up to four v four, and it is uh, objective-based, old-school arcade sprite-based arcade game uh, where you play with a, a group of friends. And it, I'm really happy this coming to Switch. I don't know if I'm going to play it because I don't know how often I'm going to have that many people to play with. Like, well, I mean, you have to do online, right? I guess you could do it online. Party chat. I'd have to party chat at that point. And people is only eight on this not ten yeah but it's only eight players on this not ten like uh like in the arcade so um okay either way i think that's cool uh we also got a hollow knight hollow knight's available today yes. yeah today <laughs> i'm yeah. so excited about this i've been i've been waiting for this one for a long time it's been out on steam for a long mm -hmm. time and it's it's you're you're around it it very much looks like salt and sanctuary which was a yeah. phenomenal game and so, uh, yeah, I'll be I'll be picking this up um, today. Today, yeah, why <laughs> and not? I be, and I will be I will be playing it, and I will let you know my thoughts on the next episode. But yeah, yeah. Hollow Knight. Check out the check out the videos. 
let me know if that's something that appeals to you and, and let me know in the comments if it's something that you've played any tips you have because i'm just going to go into this world and die a bunch of times until i figure out what's going on yep yeah, yeah. it's it's gonna be cool it's definitely mm -hmm. up your alley um yeah. more on starlink which we talked about uh before well, it's, it's just uh it has the r wing and i didn't remember if that had been in the previous one yes so, yeah it was it was in the, in the previous one yeah. uh we got captain toad uh which captain we knew toad, was, was going to happen um but cool and Mega Man 11 which we yeah. also knew was happening that's the one that i'm i'm it's instant buy for me and yeah we we did we did get a little bit of new gameplay and so yeah. that was fun to watch yeah happy happy about that and that's that is going to be an instant so far out of this list that's the one that uh, overcooked and Mega Man are the two that i'm like yep i will i'll buy it just immediately um hollow knight killer queen black for you yeah mm -hmm. those yeah. are mine yeah, so Killer Queen Mega Black, I, if if the online works well. Yeah, I don't because this game I tried playing it with one per, one person. It does not work as well. It needs to be strategy. <laughs> but one game you can play online with one person is Smash, and that's what they spent the bulk of the time on. Which at some point I think it was a little meandering until I realized what they were doing. First of all, I didn't realize this was going to be a Smash Direct. It basically was. Second of all. I didn't know because I've, I'm a casual Smash player. I'm a person who shows up there at the at the party that all the other Smash players love because I show up at the party and I go, oh, that's Smash. I guess I'll play this guy. I don't know. I can't remember. I guess I'll play Falcon or whatever. And then everyone just destroys me. But I have fun. Yep. That's my level of Smash expertise. <coughs> and they went on a lot about Smash, and I didn't realize how many, how many characters were not in certain versions of the game. I knew that some of them were that some of them were missed, but this Super Smash Brothers, which is a uh, Super Smash Brothers, uh, what is it Ultimate. called? Ultimate, yeah. Uh, it's gonna have every single Smash character ever, all together, no paid DLC. That's not that's not paid DLC for that. Unlockable via playing the game, just like it was old school. As it should be. As it should be. We got the Inklings, which I thought were in the previous one, but I guess they weren't. My bad. They were not. Uh, we got talk about new uh, um, combos and stuff, and that was like, okay, that's mm -hmm. kind of cool. And yeah, they, Shadow. They, they highlighted a little bit of, of like some slight differences in gameplay that matter to people who play it more intensely than we do. Yeah. But I thought it was cool. They have the, the Echo characters where it's like, hey, it's mm -hmm. not a reskin, but it kind of is. Um, yeah. Kind of like uh, Ryu and uh, and Ken, where except <laughs> except more differentiated. I thought that was cool. Yeah. So it's a little bit more than just a different skin. It's a very a different play style, or similar style, but different play. Um, well, which they also they also yeah. had the the Animal Crossing people and the Inklings yep. had like eight different versions of them. Yes. I assume all of those are the same. But I'm assuming that's all the same. That's the thing. That's yeah. the thing that you're interested in. Hey, you've got options. Mm -hmm. But the most Lo important yeah. and exciting thing about it, Ridley. Ridley. Yep, yep. I was very happy about that, um, and it wasn't what I thought it was. And I was happy it wasn't mm -hmm. what I thought it was because my prediction, my prediction was Spyro. And mm -hmm. I'm not going to ask for a half point for it being a dragon. I'm not going to ask for a half point. <laughs> um, but I was like, I was kind of in the same realm in one way or another, but but as soon as it as soon as it started, I was like, this can't be Spyro because they're in this 
they're in the sp- spaceship. Um, yeah. It was amazing. I'd, I'm, and I know that the care that they take in these games and balancing, it's going to work mm-hmm. out. But it's really interesting to see this many characters, uh, and that's why this is my prediction. This is the last Smash that um, I was forgetting guys. Sakurai. Sakurai, yeah. Yeah, I, this is the last uh, Smash that he will be doing because he said the last one was going to be his last one. And yep. this one he's back for. It's not a port. It's a full new game. It has every care. I think this is his magnum opus because he's yeah. been doing all of these. He's going to come in. He's going to say, this is the Smash. Everything that I've ever done is in this game, and everything that you love is in the game. You can play with GameCube controllers, which it showed a... Yeah, I thought that was cool. It showed a, a new Smash Brothers uh, in, uh, Ultimate uh, controller. I was like, this is great. I think this is going to be his his uh, his magnum opus, his swan song. He's going to do this, and he said, I'm done. Uh, with. I mean, he may support the game for a while, I mean, but I don't yeah. think he's going to do another Smash after this. They may do another Smash, but not with him. Um, overall, eh, I don't know how to feel about Nintendo's conference. Um, I felt like it was a lot of stuff that wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. So. so what would you have, just off the top of your head, best conference and worst conference? Okay. I have my, my personal best? My personal best? Yes. Your personal best. My personal best was Bethesda. Because I appreciated how they treated uh, their fans in the in there. Mm-hmm. They were joking. They were very appreciative. They gave free stuff to people who are playing their games, to people who aren't playing their games. Uh, Fallout 3. Sure, why not? Yeah, yeah. It, it was, to me, I felt like it was the best for me as a for me as an individual because I'm, I'm a huge Bethesda fan. But I also appreciated how they treated me as a viewer uh, and, yeah. and the fans, how they treated the fans and joked about them, made fun of themselves and everything. Uh, I think that the 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 mic drop, let me pick it up, mic drop, let me pick it up, mic drop, instead of instead of like just a, oh one more thing, it was yeah. one more thing. Oh one more. Th- oh yeah, I guess we'll do this too. I it was fun. Um, worst, I wanted to say Sony, but I think Sony. It was it Sony. You know what? Hold on. Sony was a bad idea, but they did they they accomplished their bad idea. Ubisoft, <laughs> Ubisoft was what was like watching a a high school production of what E3 should be. You could hear the people in the back talking. You could hear them congratulating each other after doing Beyond Good and Evil. You could hear uh, I can't remember what who it was, but one guy goes off stage and the stagehands apologizing for screwing up his cue and his entrance. You could hear uh, other people talking backstage during trailers, um, and there were not two, but three times where the sound was so horrible in regards to the trailer they were showing that I had to check my feed and figure out, is this Ubisoft? Oh yeah, Ubisoft's playing a game trailer while you can hear other devs talk about some other game very quietly in the background. Or yeah. your narrator's only in your right ear. It was it was amateur hour and PlayStation didn't do well, but they were trying something different and it didn't work. But at least the, I didn't get to hear, I didn't get to hear people backstage badmouthing each other. So that's my best and worst. How about you? Uh, my favorite one was honestly Xbox. They came out yeah. and they brought 
the games. Yeah. Like they they, really did, they yeah. came out and they they just say, hey, here are the games we're excited. You know the things that we're doing here, the acquisitions that we're getting, mm -hmm. so that we can continue to to build our first yeah. party team. And you know we're going to get some of the big ones like playgrounds and and uh, the state of decay people and stuff. And mm -hmm. like, but then we're going to go you know two more that are a little bit more key, mm -hmm. and then we're going to have this other one, the initiative. Yeah, that we're going to use to explore and see what's possible, mm -hmm. and I, I I really appreciate that. That's it wasn't self-deprecating like the uh, like the Bethesda one was, sure. but it was it was an acknowledgement of issues that they've had mm -hmm. and how they're going to avoid those moving forward. And I I as a viewer, I really appreciated that level of honesty. Sure. And your um, worst? My worst is going to be Sony, because you. The, the content that they gave us mm -hmm. was really good. Yes. But but they, they and I, I, I tweeted this while it was going on, um, once once they did the, the Last of Us trailer, like he, he, played the, he played the banjo and I was like, okay, you've played the banjo. I don't know how long that went on, but um, yeah. not a particular banjo fan. <laughs> so once he'd been playing it for a while, yeah. once he'd been playing it for a while, I was like, Okay, I get it. Let's let's do the next thing. And yeah. then it was then it was Last of Us, and I was like, "Yes, give me this." And that was that was a really good dichotomy between basically the two sides of Ellie. Mm -hmm. And then we went from that to another guy playing music that kind of set the tone. Again, went too long, but you had 15 minutes of yeah. people just talking, and it it. They weren't even presenting things like uh, last year at no. the at the pre. At the pre E three mm -hmm. show, yeah, they presented things like uh, they they told us that um, uh, Undertale, they told yeah. us that Undertale was coming to Vita, and they they did like five game announcements mm -hmm. in the lead up to the conference, and I was like, yeah, that may not be the best idea, yeah, but it's better than having them just talk in the middle of the press conference, and I I. I tuned out completely. I went ahead and got the girls to bed and I came back and they were still talking and I hadn't missed anything. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, they, I, I they, completely they had get great, it great, great content, mm -hmm. extremely poor uh, presentation. And, and with their scene, putting from software after the whole thing where nobody gets to see it. Yeah. That was, that was uncalled for. No, I'd agree. I'd agree. Um, so leading up, leading up to this though, we made predictions. And I want to like knock through these real quick. You have all of our predictions together, right? I'll let you go. I'll, I'll let you read off the predictions, and we'll go from uh, miscellaneous. Then we'll go through the chronological uh, before we kind of wrap up here and see who see who won what. And I'll keep track of your. I'll keep track of the scores as well. Okay. So we have um, you have three remastered games announced. Yep, this was my miscellaneous uh, pile, mm -hmm. which was, right. yeah, and I did not get that. No, you did not. I had no Borderlands 3. You got that. I did. <laughs> yep. You had three Battle Royale reveals. You got that. Yeah. I had Rage 2 coming this year. Did we get a release date for Rage 2? Uh, it's next year. Is it? Mm -hmm. Dang, I thought I had that one. I'll double check um, that as you go through. And then we had our, our rock steady nonsense that just 
just didn't come through for us. Yeah. You predicted a Superman game. I predicted a Rocksteady new series. You predicted a Rocksteady new game, still Arkham series, and new info on the Avengers game. None of that happened. Yep. 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 So I am at I'm at uh, I'm at negative two. Right? Okay. Negative yeah, negative two, you're at negative one. I trust your math. Okay. Okay. What next? Uh, so next was EA. Um, yeah. I predicted at least 25 minutes of sports. That strangely yes, didn't did. happen. That strangely did not you, happen. You, you almost made it. Almost. Uh, my my first one is five minutes of a celeb. Um, they are not our celebs, but esports mobile celebs are celebs. They are. And they they play, are. And, and I they will. They played that will, game. For five yeah. Minutes. I'll agree. Okay. I'll agree. You had a random celeb not sports related. Um, I almost think that both of us could get the point here. Yeah, I think if I think if you get a point for that, I get a point for that because um, we're talking about a we're talking about ran, like random celebs that we didn't expect in a crossover or a crossover, and I think we yeah, got that a, a, a celeb that doesn't. Yeah, yeah, and I agree because neither one of us were like, nah, I don't care about them. Yep. Uh, you said uh, Bioware's Anthem's release window. Um, we got a date. Absolutely counts. Yep. Yep. Because it could be any time from noon to five. <laughs> um, I said that there was going to be a new golf game. Mm -hmm. There was not. Not no new EA golf game. There is some type of golf game, but not that. Oh really? I didn't see that. There's some type of golf game that's not EA. Okay. Um, you said Star Wars announcement. You got that with uh, with the respawn devs, yep, yep. Uh, their announcement of the the Dark Order. Um, um, and then I order, said, yeah. Fallen Order, yes. Mm -hmm. And then I said uh, two indie style games, which was Unravel and Sea of Solitude. So I yep. get that one. We're both at zero. Okay. Yes. <laughs> you did it. Okay. All right. What's next? Uh, next is Microsoft. Starting out, I said we're going to get a new Halo, and we got a new Halo game. Kevin said you we're going to get a new Halo game, and it's not going to be numbered. I said no. My prediction was no Halo Six. Uh -huh. Your prediction, as I have it here, read yeah. from the read from the, the thing, yeah. is yes, Halo Six, Halo Royale, and Couch Co-op Returns. Mm -hmm. So you get a third of a point. Because couch couch co-op returns. Couch co-op returns. Point. Okay. All right. I yep. give, the, give myself a third of a point. Okay. Okay. Um, you had hinting at new hardware. They, I'll give this one to you because they mentioned that new hardware exists in the future. That is exactly what I said if you listen to my audio. My audio is literally saying, they're not going to say that they've got it. They say, we have our eyes in the future. We're going to be working on this. And they did. I gave, so I get I gave, I gave you the point. You're well, that's, that should be no contention on that point. Um, I what was that? Contend. You were like, okay. oh, I guess I'll give it to you. Yeah, I'm just giving you crap because yeah. I think you're winning now. Um, you have you have new gears not yep. numbered. Yep. And um, there was a new gears game that was numbered, but there was also a new gears game that was not numbered. So you absolutely get that point. Yep. Um, I said that we were going to get the crackdown release date, mm -hmm. and it was going to be in less than six months. So I get half a point because we have a crackdown release date, but it's not in the next six months. 
Correct. Correct. Um, so you good. I had what? Uh, you have two new exclusives. Um, I'm not 100 percent sure on that one. Yep, and I got them. There were three, three exclusives. Yep. Okay. Um, I said new first party IP. Um, I don't remember if it's. I, I think I'm gonna count that because um, it's a new first part. Well, hold on, it's new IP. I, did they announce a new intellectual property? They announced new property. I I remember something, but I don't remember what it was. Um, I, I I will go back and check, and I will I will put it in okay. the in the details. Um, okay. I I remember them getting something, but um, but I can't think at the moment of what it was. Okay, so I'm not going to count that I, yet. Okay, so what's the next one? Uh, next is Bethesda. I said Starfield Bethesda. details possible announced date this year, which basically gets me down to uh, one and one third um, because they showed they showed Starfield as a thing but that's all um, I also said that uh, there's going to be some surprise it's either a game that we've not heard of or a sequel or a different type of game it's a different way that we play one of their IPs mm -hmm. which was Fallout 76 uh, yes. because we are not we've never played a Fallout game multiplayer yeah um and you, you, the way that I have it in here is mobile or something surprising. Um, I would have also counted the move of Fallout Shelter onto Switch. Okay. Okay. I'll, so I'll, I'll, but, I'll give it either way. You get fine. the point. Yeah. 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 Um, I said Doom 2. They announced Doom Infinite, which yep. sequel to Doom. That one counts. Yep. Um, I also said everything on Switch. They didn't say that specifically. I don't think I get that point. No. Unfortunately. Um, yeah. You said uh, Elder Scrolls 6 which was mentioned as someday this is happening, still counts. And that's what I said, yep. Yeah. Um, and I said Skyrim sequel. Um, uh, this, one, <laughs> this one is rumored, but um, what I'm hearing about, the, about Elder Scrolls Six as it's in development now is that it's going to begin still within the realm of Skyrim. Okay, but it's not going to be called Skyrim Two, so you're not getting your point. Right. <laughs> I, you know what? I will, I will, I will hold a point for whenever that game comes out. I will hold it for you, because if for some <laughs> reason they come out with a Skyrim Two and it is this thing, then I'll give yes. you a point. If they announce the Skyrim Two at a later time and it's not Elder Scrolls Six, no point. So I will, I will say, it's a possibility still for you because I knew you'd hold out for that rebranding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so you had you had news on Stargate, Starlink. What was that one? Starfield. Starfield. Yep. Yes. Got so that. you got yep. you got that point. Mm -hmm. Okay. I, so we're right now. By the way, just a re quick recap: four and a half points for Patrick. Uh, sorry, four and one third points. Sorry, two and a half for Kevin. Hey, I'm in positive. I feel you're good in positive. About that. This is good. Uh, we're on to Square Enix. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, mm -hmm. We have uh, Final Fantasy XV stuff. You're talking about DLC continuing support for Final Fantasy XV. Um, did you see any of that? Nope. Okay, I didn't either. Uh, we both said Kingdom Hearts release date, so we both get a point on that one. Yep. Um, you had Final Fan. <laughs> you have Final Fantasy VII remake gameplay footage. Yeah. It was not new gameplay footage 
but it was gameplay footage. Correct. So you cheekily get that point. Um, I said that they were going to to mention their mobile uh, their mobile projects. Mm-hmm. I I didn't see that. Nope. Okay. No, they did not. Um, you said Shadow of the Tomb Reader. Tomb Reader. Yes, I read this tomb. Yes. Um, Shadow of the Tomb Raider featured. It was it was featured pretty heavily. It got a good chunk of time at the beginning mm-hmm. of their thing. So absolutely on that. Yep. Um, I said that they were going to announce uh, so, something new for Nier, and you, you, I'll let you. It call is this something new. Want, I will it, let you do it because it's something. It's something new. It's a definitive. I'll count it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, you said that they were going to do a. That Square was going to do a new IP. Two new um, intellectual properties. The two brand new IPs. Okay. What? What were they? I can pull it up on the list. I don't remember the names, but okay, they, okay, okay. they're two of them. Okay. Um, so we're moving on to Sony. I'm at seven and a third. You're at two and a half. Okay. Um, you have Death Stranding gameplay thing that doesn't make the game any clearer. Okay, so you said you said gameplay thing, not no gameplay. So yeah. I misremembered that. I think I na- um, I think I freaking nailed that because we got gameplay and we still don't know what is going on. Not a clue. Yep. Um, you you said uh, Spider Man gameplay reveal story or MJ gameplay mechanics. Yep. Um, we didn't get MJ, but I said it or on that. Uh, yeah. So I think you get a point. We got more okay. story. We now know about Negative Man. We got more on that. So yeah. Which he's he's actually the guy in the helicopter in the in the last one where we were chasing him through the city. Yeah, that was negative man. Apparently. Um, <laughs> so we have from will from will announce Bloodborne two to be released within one calendar year. Mm-hmm. I did not get that. You did not get that. No, but we both said Bloodborne two or a new Soulsborne game, which didn't show up on Sony stage. Yep. Did show up on Microsoft stage. Yeah. That soul's born as hell. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, so we'll both get that. Mm-hmm. Which is good because my next one is from software will reveal Tenchu in early 2019 because that's what I thought Shadow Side twice was. Yep. So I don't get that. You do not get that. Um, it's a negative. Right. Yep. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima gameplay, vague 2019 release date. Nailed it. Yep. <laughs> uh cyberpunk gameplay no release date um i saw a new trailer i think i had to step out for a second Mm -hmm. i'm not 100 percent sure if we actually got gameplay from cyberpunk uh i'll have to double check if it was gameplay i said footage did i say gameplay i thought i said footage. this this is this is my prediction your yours might have been somewhere else because cyberpunk could have been anywhere my mine was literally cyber i think it was cyberpunk footage uh, that no release date i don't think i specified gameplay Okay, but um, okay. but I do I, I do at least get a half a point for no release date. Um, I also said that we would know what Gorilla was working on. They did not show up. You said you get a half a point for no release date, and sorry, mm-hmm. and then what was the last one? Gorilla, and then uh, negative for Gorilla's project because okay. they didn't show anything. That's right. You're at uh, sorry, you're at two. Mm-hmm. I'm at eleven and a half. Clean it up. <laughs> um, and now we're moving on to Nintendo, last one. All right. So this is not starting well for me. Mario Maker Switch. 
I nope. still want to have that going. We all want that game. Uh, yeah, we. Slight spoilers. We did not do well on Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so Mario Maker Switch mm -hmm. didn't happen. Yep. Seven minutes on third party. I I don't know. I don't. Did you time that? I I it was less than seven. Okay. Yeah. But that um, was mine, right? Yes, that was yep. yours. Yep. Yours was also a 2D Metroid on Switch. Yep, didn't get that. Nope. I said Prime Trilogy. Didn't get that. Yep. I said Retro Studios' new DKC reveal. Mm -hmm. DKC content made by Retro Studios is coming to Mario plus Rabbids. Yeah. I get it. So you get a point. Yep. Yes. Uh, you said Smash Focus, new character reveals, not a port. Yep. Um, the the characters were were all returning except for Ridley. I still would have given it to and you Inklings. A, do what? And I Inklings. And Inklings. And um, it's not a port. And it's not so, a port. So you, yeah. you get you get the full point for that one. Um, I said the Nintendo Switch online date revealed to coincide with Smash, um, because we know that Smash is coming out a couple of months before mm -hmm. um, September. Yep. Do not get that one. Yep. Um, you had Pokemon Switch announced and named. That's something that happened before the E3 presser, Correct. but after you predicted it, so you still get the point for that. Correct. Um, and then I had uh, the next Star Fox, the next Star Fox project announced. So and I'm giving you a half point for that because Star Fox is in a game. Yes. But it is not a Star, Fox, not a game, Star Fox game, yeah. which I think is 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 showing their their faith in Star Fox. Star mm. Fox is not dead. But they they had to you know they involved him in another franchise which I think is interesting. So grand total, Kevin, you are at a half a point. I got positive, <laughs> and I am at eleven and one third points. Um, so I think that I think that some of them I think were part of my phrasing was open enough that worked, but it was still yeah. accurate enough accurate enough that I didn't dig myself into a hole. So I'm proud of myself in that. Yeah. Um, so and I will thank you all I, for the Academy. Uh, I appreciate this this um, <laughs> wonderful um, gift that you've given me, and I will use it to fish. Being played off, sorry. <laughs> Anyways, that's it for E3. Uh, let us know in the comments what you thought about E3, and did your predictions happen? Um, I think we, we like to do this kind of as a, as a joking way to see how well we know what's going to happen in the industry, but uh, let us know if you think, uh, if, if any of your predictions came true, or if you have a wish list that's still waiting. Let us know. And we also, we also try to will things into existence with our yes. predictions. Yeah, and tweets. <laughs> and see you later. <laughs>